check it out. The views and opinions expressed in the following program by show hosts or their guests are their own. That's right. And not necessarily those of the Opie and Anthony Show, the Ron and Fez Show, or XM Satellite Radio. Bring the ship up to broadcast it. We're going in. Passengers FM. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up, an eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward. With arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! What, what, what's new? Uh, what are you doing? Ah, welcome into the Hideout XM202. I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs, and we are here with you on this fantastic Saturday evening. How are you anyway? I want to thank Mel Karmazin for giving us this tryout slot. I hope everything turns out well with it, you know, and we can be doing um, uh, nights every night. Here on XM Sirius, it's good. It's very exciting no, 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 for no. us. Sirius XM Radio. Whatever. Mel said I can say whatever I want about it, and uh, we're all good. He, he, I'm, I'm a consultant, right? Anyways, of for course. Him. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you be? I'm uh, brilliant. Uh, how are you? Really good to be back. Uh, in case you don't know who we are, uh, I am Hefe. That is Dubs. This is the Hideout. Uh, we used to host a show uh, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Did late nights after Ron and Fez uh, in DC where we are currently heard Saturday nights on WJFK. Right now we're doing all sorts of little mini-shows everywhere. Um, and this and is you, one of them. Yeah, and if you uh, search it out, you can find everything that we do everywhere. Go to hideoutradio.com. That'll link you to uh, different fan boards. And uh, I, I want to push the uh, ronfez.net board, too, because, uh, well, Ron and Fez are the reason why we're doing this show right now. I thought it was I, Mel. Well, Mel through Ryan Fez. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand. Mel doesn't call me directly. It's kind of like like spy type shit. Well, of course. Where, uh, I mean, why would you? Uh, you don't want him to have your phone number to be bugging you all the time. No. Uh, yeah, but Mel's a late caller. Well, you understand. It he gets all worked up into a lather and well, calls us. He's working hard. That's yes. the thing. He's making stuff happen. I'm sorry, making shit happen. My mm-hmm. apologies. Uh, anywho. Uh, that's who we are, and uh, we're obviously huge fans of Ron and Fez and ONA and uh, Howard. You can say that now on this channel. Yes. So uh, it's fantastic to be here with you as we roll for the next three hours, my friend. Uh, if you want to participate, uh, do that via hideoutheretics.net or ronfez.net. All right, so uh, I guess people kind of know now. I, they don't know... The newest person that you and I have brought into the hideout. No. Some, some people have listened to us in previous inceptions of this show. Some well, of us have heard us on Ron and Fez just calling in or hanging out with them. 
Well, even as uh, sometimes old shows get played, occasionally you and I will pop up on whether, mm-hmm. whatever incarnation we were with Ron and Fez. But uh, we have a new friend here with us uh, that we want to introduce the nation to, and he is uh, not someone that we would be proud of. However, for those of you uh, on Sirius XM Radio right now that are in your truck, your trucker, and I know that's a big part of the base, the constituency, truckers. Mm-hmm. You're driving through Arkansas. This man is a legend there. I would like to welcome into the hideout for the first time here on Sirius, the Satchel Patch. Lurking in the shadows. I'm appalled, absolutely appalled and outraged that anybody would stoop to a stunt like that. They don't know who this man is. Officials say a prankster from a local radio station. Lip satchel. You're looking at exclusive Fox 16 video. They don't know who this man is. Witness the consequence. That is the satchel patch. Lip satchel. I'm appalled. Absolutely appalled and outraged. The man that was wearing the Speedo. Lip satchel is obscene. Officials say a prankster from a local radio station spoiled part of that. Radio personality. Lip satchel. KRK4 is Dave Jordan joining us now live with more on this day. What'd you find out? That man is known to listeners as Lip Satchel. Now his actions are creating a buzz of their own. And now, Flip Satchel. The biggest redneck on the fucking earth. <laughs> Welcome into the hideout nationwide, Satchel Patch. How hey, are you? Hey, man, I'm doing well. I appreciate you two nice fellas for letting me join you this Saturday evening. It's uh, uh, I've never been on satellite radio before, so this is all new to me, and I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I, you... I want to say that I've never been called a radio prankster, and I never want to be. Yeah, uh, you are one of those retards that gets into the news, or you were mm-hmm. with your gimmicky... Um, morning zoo, the morning going around, buzz. yeah, going around dancing in Arkansas at uh, gay uh, gay parades, right? Well, it was almost it needed to be done. There was nobody out there doing it, and uh, they're starting to run around the streets and kind of take over. And you know, I decided to join in the festivities, put my speedo on, go out there, hand out some gay porn to the masses, and it didn't turn out as well as planned. I got in a little trouble for it, but that's all right. What, what kind of trouble? Uh, a couple of felonies. I got charged. <laughs> <laughs> distributing obscene material to uh, uh, Good. to minors and adults. There was a 16-year-old kid who ended up getting one. And uh, instead of stashing it under his bed and yanking to it a little bit later, he went and turned it into his little mommy and the police. And so, uh, but now you had to move. You were banned from Arkansas. You end up in Florida, where yeah. we are right now in our Tampa Bay hideout. And somehow we end up at the same radio station. And lo and behold, we got you on our radio show. Even though when we heard about this stunt, when it originally happened, we were on WJ- WJFK, we were like, what a fucking loser. <laughs> what an this idiot. guy sucks. It was pretty stupid. You know, to tell you the truth, now that I look at it, back at it, going to the middle of a gay pride parade, putting a Speedo on with your, with your dick and balls hanging out both sides of it, and going out there and saying, look at this, I got porn for you. And uh, it was it was an eye-opening experience. I had a, a couple of queers coming up taking pictures of my junk. Of course. Yeah, and, the chums uh, right there. You know, it was almost a little offensive, but I was kind of asking for it, and then you know, I came to the realization it's not their fault I'm beautiful. You know, if I was them, I'd be attracted to me, too. So, hey, fag, I, I don't blame you for All taking right. a picture of my uh, You don't have to go that far. Jesus. Um, if you want to see a photo of us, we also have a page. Uh, uh, just link through Hideout Radio. Go to WJFK, and you can see uh, all mm-hmm. of us and what we all look like. Um, all right. So, here we are. we got a lot of shit we want to do over the next three yeah. hours. One of the things is getting reacquainted with you guys, if you haven't heard us in a little while. Uh, I feel like the show's gotten better. I'm feeling like the hideout is back where it used to be. We're having fun again. It, it really is. The last time we did this show uh, on XM, 
it was, I think we were part of the Night of 100 podcast, yeah. the first go-around, and Dubs just was in a real shitty place in his life. I mean, really bad. So I spent the whole was hour. Was this last night? Uh, no. This, I spent the whole hour with this guy trying to convince him to convert to this yardstick of death religion that I had created. And he did. The yardstick of death is essentially a yardstick with a gun on one side and a bullet on the other. For every shitty day you have, you move the bullet one inch closer to that gun. You have a net of 36 shitty days. You are blowing your fucking head off. Unfortunately, Dubs is alive. Well, yeah, I'm alive, but I have been uh, doing stuff on yardstickofdeath.com. Anybody can go there and check it out. Ron um, Bennington's referenced it a few times, so yep. that's hilarious. Yeah, if you go there, I basically, and I don't mean for it to be hilarious. It's just what goes on in my head and uh, what what goes on on my normal days. And uh, I blog it, um, and then people can sit there and read it. I, I kind of keep a tally of the inches and everything. I take weekends off. How close have you got? Um, the closest I got, I think, so far is like 23 and inches that, to and it. Then, and then the motherfucker just turned it around. Yeah. He just turned his life around for so, whatever goddamn reason it sucked. like he had uh, some maybe Flintstone orange push-ups. Orange sherbet always does the trick for me. If you're having a bad day, a little bit of orange sherbet. <laughs> of course. Uh, that's, what, that's what works for retards. But the problem <laughs> is that, you know, I mean, it, it really did. It, did. it did dubs well mm-hmm. to the fact that you turned your life around. You know what I mean? So that's that's I guess a positive, but at the same time, there's some there's some shitty things that happen to me uh, throughout this whole thing. I mean, I've but it just hasn't outweighed the good that's happened to me uh, lately. There's uh, I've uh, moved out from uh, I was living with El Jefe over there mm-hmm. um, for a little while, about 16 months, uh, renting a room at his place, and I, finally he kicked me out, said go get your own place. So I found another roommate. And I moved in about a month ago over there. How'd you find this roommate? Craigslist, mm. where I find all all things that I am into. Any females? Uh, that's where you usually snag them from. Ah, yeah, females, right? Gotcha. <laughs> Any of those types of things I find right there on Craigslist, which has worked out good and bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as of late, uh, well, this is my first month actually in the apartment. I paid the first month up front, and then. Um, Tomorrow, uh, the uh, rent's due again, and I've been uh, informed about uh, two days ago that my roommate doesn't have any rent money. So payback, I'm, yeah, fucker. I'm trying to figure out how to pay that. Payback for all those fucking times this asshole didn't have rent for me. So, I always had rent for you when he asked for it. What do you come? What do you? What's your conclusion that you've come to? What are you going to do? I still don't know. Pour the bitch out. I was going to say right, but that's not appropriate. So, uh, you got to find another way. You still don't know what you're going to do? Not really. I mean, I, I'm going to probably have to pay it. Really? Jesus. Probably. I, I don't want to get caught up in your bullshit. I'll be honest with you. It's, <laughs> it just, it's, it's, we're here. We're trying to have fun. It's Saturday night, and getting caught up in the world of dubs just sucks. Uh, however, the reason I referenced Yardstick of Death, you did do something actually pretty funny over there. Get, uh, you want to get BJ on the phone? Sure. Your, your cousin, by Curious BJ, one of the things that dubs will do, uh, as he goes through on this yardstickofdeath.com, as he blogs every, th- every day things that happen. Yeah. One of his latest entries that's up there is about a scenario that he and his cousin, by Curious BJ, were in the middle of, like, dreaming out. And, and the dream that these two... Like, what's your dream, Satchel Patch? Do you have any dream in life? Uh, you know, not really. This is pretty much it. 
Hanging out this with is a couple it. of losers on the radio. This is really all you have. This is the top of the food chain. You realize from here it's going to be all downhill because this will be the last time you'll be on satellite you know, radio. Eventually I'd like to do something to uh, get me out of cutting grass. Uh, it's pretty much what I do for to, to pay the bills. Go out there, just a lawn jockey. Right. And go out there. Don't be racist. Edge, weed eat, you know, get down and get busy. And, and anything to keep, keep black boogers out of my nose at the end of the day is something that I'm looking forward to. And one of these days I'll be able to stop cutting grass. Yeah, see, for me, this is kind of the ultimate, too, to be on satellite radio, to talk to nationwide audience, you know, to do this kind of shit. But every once in a while you do fantasize about stuff. You know what I mean? Like you have fantasies of uh, just scenarios in your life that you would love to see come true. Almost if you like, you bought a lottery ticket and before the, the numbers come out, you've already planned how you're going to spend $20 million. Right. That so type of thing. the other day, Dubs mm. is on the phone with Bicurious BJ. Yeah, after been- I got off work, we're just, you know, kind of bullshitting around on the phone. And uh, I, I bring up a, a scenario that I would love to live out. BJ, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? Oh, not much. What are you, you guys? Do- what are you doing? <laughs> Trying to get dressed. Yeah, where are you headed? Uh, outside. To do what? To talk to you on the phone. Oh. Yeah, he, he, for some reason, uh, he still lives with his mom at 27 years old. Mm. And uh, whenever he's on the phone, he doesn't like to bother her, so he goes outside and walks the block. <laughs> um, all right, so what hey. did you guys talk about? Oh, go ahead, Dubs. Uh, one real quick, one thing before we get into that. Um, BJ, you uh, you went outside drunk the other night, and you said a guy was trying to proposition you into oral? Yes. Yes, that <laughs> happened. What happened? I went out to a local establishment around here in town and uh, had one too many. Mm-hmm. Got got home, and uh, I was outside talking on my phone, and a guy pulled up, and he pretty much uh, just asked me directions to get somewhere, and I told him mm-hmm. how to get there, and he went around the block. And he came back around the block again, and I'm talking to him, and a, a cop comes pulling up. Mm-hmm. So I just jump in the truck with the guy. And I'm like, "Hey, just you know, take me over here," because I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want yeah. that guy to get in any trouble. So oh, wait, wait, why do? Why were you afraid of the cops? Because he was drunk. You can't walk around Stockbridge, Michigan, drunk. Well, I was just, it's just look out. I'm, I'm barefooted. I'm standing in the middle of the street. I just said, you know, I'm just going to jump in with you. Yeah. Let's just take off. So I hey, jump in with a guy. When did Kip's big boy be able to walk? When did that happen? All of a sudden. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> so we get. I go. All right. Well, take me over here. So he pulls me behind the building where I live at, and the, the guy's kind of talking. You know, I'm getting, going to jump out. And the guy starts talking to me. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then he made a few uh, a few sexual jokes, but I didn't take anything of it. Still, yeah. I'm 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 so drunk, I'm not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot exactly how the guy worded it. But eventually, he says, he asked me if I ever gave a bl- if I've ever given a blowjob before. <laughs> and then I immediately How does that just come up. What's that? How's that come up? And be like, hey, man, wings—they're going to repeat. I don't know. No, they might. No. So uh, you ever no. suck a dick? <laughs> <laughs> no. So I tell the guy. I look at him. I thought, you know, I thought he was kidding. And I look at him and I go, no. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, you fucking liar! I can see right through you. There's cum on your chin now. He goes, well, you. Won't. So I'm like, hey man, I go, I'll be right back. I go, I gotta run inside for a minute. <laughs> I go, I go, you, I go, you want anything to drink? The guy's like, oh no, I'm all set. I go, I'll be right back. And I shut the door and took off. You left that <laughs> motherfucker with blue balls. What a dick, man. You're an asshole. <laughs> the guy gave you a ride. You owe him something. Exactly. At least a hand job. Well, it was just. What do he look like? Oh. <laughs> uh, Dashing. 
Oh, I'm trying to think of a, a, a way I can describe it. He uh, Ted Nugent. <laughs> Were you trying to suck on Ted Nugent's fucking uh, shotgun right there? Just I want you to have some of this venison. <laughs> uh, no, it was just the part that chew on this jerky. Was that I didn't even pick up on anything. You know, I mean, I didn't pick up on what this guy was trying to do until the very end. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't, didn't even. I'm such an idiot. Why didn't you get what? in the car with him in the first place? He You're lucky. Exactly. He didn't exactly. club you over the head. And, and Aren't you on probation? You're not supposed to be drinking. Isn't that what's going on with you? That's probably why I jumped in the truck with him. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this: If he had fucking said, "All right, I'm going to drive you over to the police station right now," if you don't okay. suck this cock, would you have done it? <laughs> I would have jumped out and ran. Yeah, not gotten very far, you fat fuck. Uh, it is the hideout. Now, what, what what tipped you off? Was it one word in particular, or was his little mushroom head sticking out right above his belt line, and you knew right then, man, he no, wants me to blow was, him? No, no, I think it pretty much is when he said, "Ask me if I've ever sucked a dick before." <laughs> kind of. Uh, that, I guess what kind of tipped it. And what you did was lied. Yeah, no, never. You know you have. Um. All right. So anyway, so that happens. By the way, every depraved story that Dubs has ever done, he has always done it with this prick on the phone right now by mm-hmm. Carrie's BJ. You can learn more about BJ on hideoutheretics.net. All right, so you boys are then having a conversation the other day. What was that conversation? That conversation was, uh, I just brought up, I thought it would be really funny if I ever um, uh, picked a chick up and she was really into me. And I talked her into... Uh, that would be funny, because that hadn't happened in five years. Yeah, I know. It happens every once in a while. Craig's um, Yeah, exactly. And uh, it would be it'd be funny if I tied her down, you know, like, and she was into it. She was like, yeah, I like to be tied up and handcuffed and all this kind of stuff. Tied her down and then um, said, all right, uh, she's ready, and have BJ walk out of the closet where uh, he was hiding and uh, we, we uh, fight over who's going to uh, stab her and fuck her wounds first. <laughs> and just get her really going and, like, afraid. Like, that afraid? We're, yeah, that we're going to, that we're serial killers and, you know, like, argue over, like, uh, you know, who wants to cut her ankle off and fuck the stump and do that kind of stuff. And then, you know, at the end, after, what, what other ideas did we have? Take a spade shovel to her, the small of her back and fuck that and just all these kinds of different things. What's wrong with you guys? And just, just completely freak her out that she's going to yeah. get killed. So you guys I are think... just sitting there arguing back and forth over yeah. how you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, but the best part, I come out, you know, I come out, I'm wearing like the, uh, you know, like the butcher suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just all quietly and calmly walk up to him, walk up, walk up to Dub and just say, so how, how do you want to do this? <laughs> and then I start tacking up, uh, like, uh, Plastic sheeting. Like Dexter? Or like when uh, a nuclear fallout happens and you have to, uh, you know, cover the windows and the walls and everything so, you know, nothing gets into the house. Do that kind of thing. The Tom Ridge way. So so how does this fantasy end? Like what? The fantasy ends by just saying, hey, I'm joshing you. Just joshing (laughs) with you. And then untie her and go play mini golf. Really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. if, If I knew I wouldn't go to jail for it, I would do that sometimes. You would kidnap someone and make them think that you're going to cut them up kidnap and Because them. Them, they're, they, they're all into it before, you know, BJ walks out of the thing. We start arguing how we're going to kill her. Yeah, but you're like, hey, uh, I want to cut her foot off. And Dubs would be like, no, you, you did that last time. You're not doing it again this time. <laughs> like, come on, I just want to cut her foot off. And bore a hole out of it and just have sex with the stump. <laughs> um, he's like, come on, that's boring. 
You know, we're just arguing, but we're being calm and, like, cool about it. Yeah. It's, and she's it's, just there all frightened. It's like arguing about where we're going to eat, you know? Uh-huh. But it's about how we're going to, what extremities we're going to cut off and that kind of thing. So, now, did you tell BJ about what Because you had told me this, and after you had the conversation, you told me this, Dubs. What happened to you in the elevator here at the radio station? No. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Oh, okay. This woman thought I was going to rape her. And let me get into the whole story real quick here. <laughs> Where we do our sh- our uh, show and work here in Tampa, we do a, a, a building that's about 10 floors high. We're up on the top floor. Um, this was about 5 p.m. There's five elevators that work, and um, the, the one uh, in the middle there, you can go down and hit the close button every time it stops on a floor, and it'll skip that floor. So I'm in that one with a woman who just won a prize at the radio station. Right, from an AM radio station. Yeah. And uh, the door closes. I can tell she's a little nervous because it's just me and her in the uh, elevator. And you look at I me, mean, and for people that don't know, Dubs looks very like the kind of guy that would rape you. I do not. I, I look very kind. Okay, I'm wrong. The kind of guy that would rape your child. Okay. So that's more <laughs> of what he looks like. And um, so uh, the door closes. We hit the ninth floor. It's 5 p.m. Everybody's going to work. So it usually stops on every floor at that point. So I'm in the middle, middle elevator. I start hitting the close button to skip that floor. And she looks at me and goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And she starts crying. Right. She start, Tears actually come out of her face. I'm like, I'm just, we're in the middle elevator. It's 5 o'clock. This is the only way we're going to get downstairs quickly is if I skip the floors. And she immediately calms down a little bit. But she honestly thought... That I was trying to lock the door closed so I could have my way with her, <laughs> and um, so was she attractive at least? She was she was pretty hot. She was a ginger, pretty cute. Um, and uh, yeah, so she she thought I was gonna rape, murder, or d- dismember her in some kind of way. We got down to the bottom floor, and I, I'm laughing because there's nothing else I could do at that point. I'm like. I, and I the irony everything. of what you had just talked about, what you wanted to do yeah, earlier I, with was, you and BJ. That was right, right after I wrote my Yardstick of Death blog about it. Right. And I get down on the bottom floor, I'd say, you're free. <laughs> and let her out. And nice. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was kind of hot, the, the fear in her eyes. Was it? Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cute. I liked it. You should have said, uh, hey, this is going to go a lot easier for you if you shut your yapper. <laughs> Stop flapping your gums over there and let's get this done. Well, uh, anything else going on in your world, BJ? Uh, no. Same old. Boring, boring, same old. You got a job yet? Yeah, I've I've had a job for a while. What are you doing? I work for a satellite company. Really? The new, the XM series? Serious XM? No. Satellite? No, uh, it's like Direct TV and Dish Network. Oh, okay. That pays a lot, huh? Oh, well, pays what I have to pay. What do you? What do you have to pay? Yeah, what are your expenses living with your mom uh, and all? Cupcakes. <laughs> well, I pretty much I split everything down the middle, so I pay half my rent and mm-hmm. half the utilities, and I'm finishing off paying off my court fees. <laughs> you're you're a chubby guy. How much do you spend on baby powder? <laughs> I actually haven't bought baby powder in a while, but I was thinking about buying a pair of spandex so I don't get Cedar Point rash. Uh. <laughs> Right. Cedar Point Rash is whenever you're yeah. walking around like a uh, uh, theme, theme park all day and you get that rash in your legs when you're all fat and everything. Mm-hmm, and they're rubbing together. Yeah. All right, BJ. Well, it's good talking to you. All right. You guys have a good one. Beat it.
5,000. 5,000. 5,000. There he is, bike. Here is BJ. All the shit you ever get into <laughs> is with that clown. He is. A, he's just trouble. How old is he? He is 27. 27-year-old failure. Mm-hmm. How many 27-year-old failures, first of all, are in this room? I'm one. Yeah, as I look at the Satchel Patch and as I look at Dubs. What, how old are you now, Dubs? 27. Why are you? Mm-hmm. Jesus. 20, it's at 27, you either know you're going to make it or you aren't. After getting off the phone with that motherfucker, I know. I knew he wasn't going to make it from right after high school. Yeah, I know that he is, there's no hope for him. It ain't happening. He's not going anywhere. Why even waste the time? Yet he is going to be around at least another 27 years. That's usually the way it goes. I don't know. Not with his lifestyle. No, this is the kind of guy that lives forever. We should call him back because I want to get some of his sex stories, too, and you'll you'll agree that. All right, get him back on the phone. Uh, It is the hideout. Here uh, we are on XM202. Uh, That is Dubs. That's the Satchel Patch. I am El Jefe. What about for you? Like, you're now 27, Satchel Patch. Yeah. Do you feel you were still going to make it in life? Uh, the window's closing. I have a, a, <laughs> It's true. Yeah. I've wasted, I guess I've, you know, maybe not. Uh, I've wasted pretty much my life since I was 16, 16 to about 25. So about a good nine years of my life, life I, I just right down the tubes, mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, whatever. Uh, just gone. Not able to get back. So... I guess really cranking it. I've been cranking it for about two years now, maybe maybe three years. So I got it. I'm I'm working on my last shot. Would you agree though that at by the age of 27, you got a pretty fucking good idea if you're gonna be if you're gonna Anything. be worth a yeah. damn or not? Yeah. I'd say See, so. I knew at 27 I was gonna be worth a damn because we were doing late nights in DC, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I've gotten this far, I can continue to get further. But for you two fucking losers hey, right now, man, where I we was are. 24 when I was doing the same thing you yeah, were doing. Yeah, but now at 27, you're already on your downslide. No, I'm not. You peaked. Just a little bit later than high school, but you still peaked early. I am still on my way up. BJ, how long do you think you're going to live? How long am I going to uh, Never hope to make it past 60. <laughs> and what do, you, what do you think you'll make of your life? Like, what, how are you going to leave your mark on this world? What do, you, what do you want to do? What's your dream? Wow. You know, to be, to be honest with you, I don't you can really be a care about you know, I don't care about leaving a mark. Why would I want to leave a mark? You can leave your lot, your mark on truckers. It sounds like you got to already have a little experience becoming a lot lizard. You, you, yeah, you could have left your mark on uh, those jeans of that guy who picked you up. You don't want to leave a. You don't want to be remembered, BJ. I mean, it's, I know. You not know, really. Do you want to be remembered as that guy that went to go date a chick and didn't met her at the bar, hung out with her for a whole night, then ends up going over to her house, and then realizes that she was in a wheelchair? After hanging out with her previously for an entire night, then you didn't even realize till the next time you went over to fuck her. You want? Do you want to be remembered as that guy that just kept having sex with like mole girls? You know what I mean? Like, is that is that is that the way you want to be remembered? I mean, if that's if that's the way people want to remember me, I guess that's you know. You, but you don't even want to have a credit score or anything like that. You don't want to live on your own. You don't want a rental history, right? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? I think he could live forever on bathroom walls and truck stops. That's the way he lives. Hey, BJ, I'm always fascinated by this. Who are you voting for? Uh, if I had to vote right now, I guess I would vote for... Oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> do, you uh, want porn? Go, do you want to go, us to go around the room real quick and say who we're voting for? Okay. I'm voting for McCain. Half a, or flip? I'm going McCain. Uh, I'm leaning Obama, but I haven't decided. I've been leaning. I've been leaning towards Obama the whole way, but now that we're getting further along in it, I'm leaning towards McCain. What? What turned you? He found out he was black. 
<laughs> no, I wasn't so actually I think I had this conversation with Doug the other night. I just yeah. said these Democrats, man, they just they nickel and dime you with their policies. They, <laughs> the, so the, this is the motherfucker. You don't even have a nickel and a dime, so what do you give a shit? <laughs> I'm not talking about okay, I, that was an analogy that wasn't actually talking about money. I'm talking about they just they they always put these worthless bills in like like seatbelt laws and helmet laws and just I mean, they're always just nickel and dining with stupid laws but they build up after a long time and it's ridiculous. Now your big expenditure that you've had in your life is your uh, your DUI or whatever it was. How much did that run you? It came in at probably around sixteen seventeen hundred hundred dollars. Sixteen seventeen hundred dollars and uh, how many days in jail? Uh, two and a half. Have you paid off that sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollars yet? Almost. I'm making payments on it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's always the guys that man, they're gonna tax me. They're gonna tax me, man. But you motherfuckers don't have any money to be taxed. That you will benefit. You will benefit by this so-called socialism that's gonna be put out there. Right, I'm I mean, not. It has nothing to do with finance, with taxes at all. I never once brought up taxes. They, I never uh, once... You just said nickel and dime you. Yeah, but it was just that it, it's just the way I worded it. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. It's just it all these stupid, you know, like you'll get like Hannah's Law and Christie's Law and just all these stupid, you know, I just, I can't stand it. Right. And Jessica's Law is just waiting to bite you in the ass, isn't it? <laughs> That's so true. So, <laughs> just really quickly, BJ, before we let you go, because I think you would almost want to make this decision based on this, and that's the fact of who is it that would limit your sexual freedoms because as it relates to you and sexual freedoms that's kind of a big deal right <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't think so but what, okay. what's your latest conquest uh, my latest conquest I'm, I struck out as a creepy guy so <laughs> what do you mean the guy wanted to blow him but what was the one before that when was the last um, time you had sex last time I don't know months ago and I over my just over to Buddy's random girl. Haven't talked to her since. Where'd you meet her? Uh, just at a guy's house. At a guy's Damn. house. If you had to name her, what would you name her? Just something right off the top of your head, like it, Professor it, Mug, Old Lead Balls. Uh, just give me some a kind name. of nickname for. Her. Um, the Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That'll work. Penguin. <laughs> now, is that more of the Penguin based based on Danny DeVito yeah. or Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's going to be playing it? Uh, it has to be more Danny DeVito. <laughs> I have a, I have a, a very good. I bet she had purple lipstick, lots of dark eyeshadow. Is she uh, goth? The the Mr. Peanut eyeglass and, and an umbrella. Well, I can I can send you a link to her MySpace page. Fuck Please yeah, do. you're gonna hurry up. Now, um, also, you've been working a chick. You had two chicks coming over. She uh she called out on you. She said she wasn't gonna come over. Why did she cancel out on you at first? Because her kid got bit by a dog. <laughs> and, and what a selfish bitch. And then, I uh, said, I, I called her out on it. <laughs> and you ran a guilt trip on her? Oh, yeah. I was like, come on. You know, I mean, you freaking make, make other arrangements for her. She's fine. She's got bit by a dog. Did you hear about Dubs and his his uh, encounter with a dog? No. I just uh, I went to the ER because I was fucked up by a dog. Shut up. I swear to God, I have uh, stitches in my leg and hand. He almost what? lost his pinky. You got gored, got like mauled by a dog? Well, um, my dog and my roommate's dog got into a fight yesterday, and I tried to break it up. And when I tried to break it up, I put my hand in there, and 
my my finger got bit really bad. The way he decided to break up the dog fight was to use his pinky as Alpo yeah. as a treat. Here, treat. Stop. Stop. Have my and pinky. I didn't stop them. So blood shot up and uh, hit the ceiling and went all over the walls right in our walking area. And I'm holding my hand and I tried to kick him out of the way with my leg and then they bite my ankle. So I had like uh, a few flesh wounds on my ankle that, uh, well, right above my ankle on my calf that go about. Um, Two inches deep. Yeah, you can see muscle. Yep, and then my finger one's about a quarter of an inch deep. So what did your roommate have to say about this? Uh, they rushed me I to... I don't the... have rent. That's what she says. <laughs> fucking cunt. They, they rushed me to the uh, ER, and the ER couldn't get me in in time to uh, be able to be back and do the hideout. So I ended up, uh, I ended up going to uh, a walk-in clinic. They said... It's way too bad. You gotta go back to the ER. So I came up here and did the show without going to the doctors or stitches, and then I left the show and came right sucked. up here. Yeah, because he yeah. sucked. All right, BJ. All right, well, it's good talking to you. I'm just about to have Dubs check his MySpace. I'm just about to send him a link. Oh, I'm on there right now. Send it over. The the link for the penguin. Yeah, but I'm gonna send it to his mail. All right, we'll send it to his mail. Do All right, that. Yeah, send it over, and uh, when we get back from the break, I'll check it out. All right, sounds good. All right, BJ, beat it. 5,000. Yeah, 5,000. <laughs> There's BJ. Bike here is BJ. Dubs is best friend. So what we learned out of all of this is you guys are fucking losers. What am I doing here? Jesus Christ. Between the three of you, BJ. Do you ever think like you would have ended up more like him had you not gotten into radio? Oh, without a doubt. Like radio but somehow I, saved you from that? Uh, but I would have been working you know, the whole time. That kid rarely holds a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would be something more, but it wouldn't... You what know. would you be if you were not on the radio? I'd probably be a day worker. You think so? <laughs> probably. And something just, like that. Just kind of day Just mowing day. lawns. Right. Uh, what would you be, Satchel Pass? That's, that's what I do during the day when I'm not doing radio is cut grass. And that's it? Yeah. That's all you motherfuckers would aspire to be? Uh, not really. I, you know, I would want to do more. I had dreams and aspirations at one point. I wanted to go into the military and fly hop helicopters. Why didn't you? Uh, at, you know, I started Was that your dream in high school? Uh, no, I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to fly. I was working at a steel fabricating plant, and uh, I, I wanted to get. Uh, my father was a pilot at one point, and I wanted to do something flying. You know, I said oh, I could fly helicopters, and then I could get into steel erection. You know, and and you know, with, with high rise buildings and things of this nature. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm going along, going through the process of flight school and all the physicals and things of that nature, uh, I, this radio thing came along. I, I got a job in radio for doing just some whacked out, you know, stupid ass stuff. And excuse me, shit. <laughs> and and, and uh, so I got it. I told my recruiters and everybody. I said, "Hold on, let me try this radio thing out." I would love to go serve the country, but America uh, my, needs me more in an yeah. American flag speedo handing out yeah. gay porn. Well, actually, I have a similar story in high school. I almost joined the Marines, but, but then I'm like, "Well, let holy me, shit! Let through, me try radio with, first." With all the the what uh, a commercial! What you go through and the interviews and the background checks and all that stuff. They were finding public intoxicants from when I was 14 years old, or just an MIP. So anything like that, I, I was in front of this. Flight score review board with, you know, five or six officers. There's grilling me, grilling me. And I was like, listen, I was a 14-year-old idiot. I had some liquor. I apologize. I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. And then after the couple of felonies for distributing gay porn, uh, you know, all those hopes kind of just, the bubble was burst. 
And uh, no longer a shot at that. Uh, so you guys were kind of two of the guys that would have gone into the military yeah. had radio not come along. And mm-hmm. screwed our, our lives completely. So, yeah. So let me ask you this. Because I know a lot of times, like, you can never talk bad about the troops, and nor really should you. However. If I it, was a troop, you'd probably talk bad about me. However, isn't it kind of understood that a lot of the guys, now, not all of them. But a lot of the guys who end up going into the military or end up going on to be cops, they were kind of those guys in high school that were just like you. Because one of my one of my very best friends in high school, I don't want to say his name, I'll just call him Dylan, all okay. right? He went into the Marines, too. Got his ass kicked the fuck out because he was a fuck up just as much as you two, and he was going to go into the Marines to try to get his shit straight, and they couldn't even straighten him out. See, I've... I would have been one of the butt pyramid guys. I would have oh, been. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I, see, I would. I probably would have been kicked out as well. But see, that's why I never give like the troops or anything any shit about that. You know you're what I mean? A puss, or because you just couldn't handle the authority? No, because I would have done some stupid like the Abu Ghraib uh, thing. I would have. I would have. Yeah. Been... We played a game called Hideout or Abu Ghraib, didn't yeah. it? it? Was something along those lines? And it was whether or not we had made something that we'd made an intern do. Or something that they had done in Guantanamo yeah. and or Abu Ghraib. And, dude, you would never know. And so we came to that realization that, fuck, why are we giving these guys shit over there? Because yeah. we would have done well, that. Well, that's the thing. Uh, all the politics and stuff that gets involved with the military, it, it demeans, it, it doesn't let them have a personality of themselves. Because they're still a bunch of kids. Kids will be kids. And a part of it is putting a bar of soap in a socket and beating the shit out of somebody. But that's the whole thing, though. Like, isn't that what the military is all about? Like, trying to strip you of your individuality yeah. so it's more about yeah. the collective? Yeah. yeah. And so it's, some guys just can't be stripped of that. Yeah. Some guys cannot be told, look, you cannot get men from foreign countries nude and stack them on top of each other and take photos next <laughs> to them. But it's so fun. Well, it can be. But the military's just not for you. <laughs> yeah, I never once thought about the military. I mean, when I was a little kid, I wanted to fly airplanes, but never never anything beyond that. I, I always wanted to get into advertising for some reason, too. You're in radio. I know. You can go across the building. You can go to the other side of the building, and congratulations, you'll be in advertising. Not that kind of advertising. What do you like, mean? Uh, like uh, individual consultants where they bring them in and say, Oh, man, we really need this Dubs guy to make sure our product gets out there and known. All right, no one has ever said we really need this Dubs I guy. I know. Guarantee that. I know that for a fact, being your radio partner of all these years. All right, let's take a break, come back. we got a lot of shit we want to do. We can do uh, a couple of things that we've been usually doing when we do Saturday nights in WJFK, uh, something we call Bedtime Thoughts. There's also Dumb Jam Poetry and a little bit of other stuff. Again, it is the hideout, hideoutradio.com, as we are on XM202. Thank you to Ron and Fez and ONA for letting this happen. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned to the hideout. The hideout, hideout. Answering the big questions world hunger, terrorism, and the biggest question Do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. 
Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Back in the hideout on a Saturday. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs, the Satchel Patch. Our newest buddy is here with us on... Is it already Sirius XM 202? Or just, we'll just call it 202. Yeah, the virus. The virus. Here. Uh, here we are with you. Good to talk to you. Uh, Going to roll. Uh, still rolling strong. If you want to learn more about us, Hideout Radio uh, is pretty much just kind of a roadmap. Takes it all the stuff that we do, including mm-hmm. Saturday nights uh, in D.C. There's plenty of videos out there of stuff we've done in the past. You can check all that stuff out. There's just a lot of content to keep you... Uh, Entertained for as long as we have. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I'll thank you to all the message boards. There are links to those as well. Uh, just got done talking to your your cousin, Bike Here's BJ, mm-hmm. uh, who's just a fucking loser. And overall, the question of at 27, I just wonder, like, if I had a kid and I look and I see who they are at 27 and they're just not going anywhere, would you just would you stop and think again about, man, if, if, I, if I had to do it over, I would have aborted you know, like uh, sometimes, you know, we talked about this earlier. Like, if your parents, everything knowing where it's been, would they have aborted you? And I don't think that mine would have because everything turned out okay. But I know, I'm sure there are times, maybe even at the age of 27, where they might have said, yeah, it, this is a, uh, let's dump out of the last 27 years and say no thank you to the kid. Personally, for me, I don't think. I don't think I would have ever been aborted. I know for sure my sister wouldn't have, but my little brother, maybe. You know, and he wasn't even the worst one. The bad part about it, I was the worst. Is just I taught him everything he knows, but he mm-hmm. got caught. He wasn't slick. He got caught at it, and just getting in trouble all the time. I think they would have cut him. Right. What about you? Um, I I don't think that my mom would abort me at this point because she has way too many problems with my sister. To be too how, expensive. How big of a uh, fuck up she is. You know, that's as, a good question. If your parents they had to choose which one of you lives, you know, and oh, I, I, it would be between me and my little brother. I think she might pick my little brother overall to get to be aborted. No, to live. But even, it, he's it a probably, screw up too. Yeah, but she loves that kid. Well, to go even further, maybe your mom should have been aborted. You know, to, to she's over three to save her. Yeah, to save us from what she, what she's what she's created. <laughs> that is true, man. She really did just kind of. Shit the bed? Yeah, she shit the bed three times and then just didn't even clean up the bed and throw it out. She just kept the bed. What a way to leave your mark on the society. Right. These three. I know. Sorry, Dubs. We didn't mean to gang up on you there. I don't know why Satchel is uh, piling on. Yeah. I mean, out of every one of us in here, he'd probably be the first one to go. Probably. Yeah. All right. Now, that's an interesting thing, too. You think about if the listeners were and they had that hanger and they look at the three of us. Oh, don't start that. Internet poll. Manual? Yeah, because I think I'd probably go. <laughs> Even though I'm the ringleader and obviously the most talented, for whatever reason, I end up being the most hated. Uh, Dubs, let's do some bedtime thoughts. All right, bedtime thoughts are a very, very simple thing. Um, and I came up with this way back, probably three or four years ago. I lay in my bed with a um, uh, pad of paper next to it. And a lot of times I'll write down ideas for the shows. Um but a lot of them aren't really good ideas because I'm half asleep, and I think they're great because I'm half asleep. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just random thoughts. So I, I started a segment called Bedtime Thoughts where we, uh, we we share some of these random thoughts with you, and most of them are in question form, so we're able to uh, 
kind of debate it and talk about it. All right, so do you want to go first? I can, I can go first if you want to. Right, yeah, it's your thing, so let's have Dubs uh, start this off for us. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. When you don't shower for a few days and you sweat a lot, Ooh. what does that film on your cock and balls <laughs> consist of? <laughs> Because it's not just dirt. Butter. It, it, it's, it's kind of a buttery spread. What is that made of? All right. Um, That's a great question, man. Because it, it's gray. Is Do you it, still have that? Every once in a while. Like a... Schmegma? Yeah, schmegma. That just film on your genitalia. I had it a lot as a kid. Yeah. And I loved it. Like, I loved it. Oh, it, it I smells the, so good to you. Yeah, but... like you roll it up and you play with it. Yeah. Almost like, you know, when, you would, putty art, when you would pour Elmer's glue onto uh, your hand and then you'd kind of roll it up and play with it and knead it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't need oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, then never mind. But, yeah, uh, I would just think it's dead skin. You think so? I mean, it, it's very odd. Like, Lint? Consistency and everything. It's, and, like, sweat. A duck butter or a taint butter. Yeah. It, it is a thick spread type of just goo, slop. I mean, it, 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 I'm, sure there, I'm sure there's shit in there, too. Yeah. It's right On your there. cock? Well, I'm, no, I, I, like, under the, the balls. Yeah, under the balls. Under that area. the balls. Right, but I'm telling you, never had that, like, yeah, on the head. Yeah, I've had it everywhere. But well, it's, it's a yesterday. film that grows. It's a growing film I, that I covers would, your genitals. I think it would just be skin, uh, mixture of skin, sweat, sweat, and lint. Scrotum sweat is a big, big, uh, you know, ingredient. Mm-hmm. I'm my scrotum doesn't sweat. Mine does. I mean, sweat go kind of gets trapped. In Sometimes it. my scrotum will get to itch, and I'll go grab it and stretch it and pull a little bit. Oh and, yeah, and just wet. It's wet like a vag. Sopping wet. All right, so I don't know. That's a good. That's a great question. I don't know. I have my my hypotheses, mm-hmm. but I don't really know. We need to get like some of our ball mixture sent to a lab and say what's in this. Hmm. Test it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, all right. That kind of leads me into mine. Oh, you got yours. My kind. This kind of leads me into mine. And now the hideout bedtime thoughts. Is there at least one woman in my neighborhood who could hide a joint in one of her vagina folds? There are a lot of fat bitches in my neighborhood. And as I look at them, I genuinely wonder... If they're hiding drugs in their vagina folds? If they could. Beefy grommets. Like, if you you could have... You know, because sometimes, you know, you see a disgusting one, you know? Mm. And they open up like flowers. But, like, if this is like a Venus flytrap, and there's just so much that could be down there, that could end up being hidden. Like, if if we get talking about our duck butter and our our taint spread, what, you know, some of the stuff that comes out of their their guts, you know, if you will. So, I don't, I mean, now I know when I was uh, really, really fat, my fattest days, I could, like, hide a pencil and carry it around. Underneath my like uh, my stomach flap, and it wouldn't fall out. I could just walk around with it like that. You know, like when they, sh- you know, you see some of these women with the almost a front butt. Like, what do you have tucked in there? And how do they wash that? And the the fat and the the flabby skin that like, you could pick do, up and wash underneath it. Do they spend the time? And then again, specifically with the vagina. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and could they like just pull apart 
Because it's so meaty. Some of the labia and tuck a joint up in there, and then it's just there. Extremely meaty toe. By the way, yeah. Uh, by the way, they're they're in Australia. They're warning. They're like, hey, listen, uh, be careful of this. These designer vaginas, they're not necessarily a good thing. Designer vaginas. You know the v- vaginoplasty. Ah. You know what I mean? Where they try to make it all pretty again. Mm-hmm. Uh, rejuvenation, revirgination, uh, G-spot amplification. This is really taking hold uh, down in uh, Australia, and they're beginning to say, hey, this isn't necessarily a good idea. It wasn't meant well, yeah, to be anytime, like this. Anytime you start taking a scalpel and cutting up your vagina, I don't think it could be really how, construed as a good thing. Isn't that how it got there in the first place with a big axe? Yeah. <laughs> a giant hatchet? <laughs> God just hit you with a hatchet right in between your legs. All right, here we go, Satchel Patch. It's your turn. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. Sometimes I wonder, if I was a, a divorce lawyer, Mm-hmm. I would, I would work for the men, and I would think what my opening statement would be to really move the judge. And I think it would go something like this. Your Honor, this woman here is a whore. I intend to prove that she's been doing meth and sucking dicks. And then, you know, lay out my statement. Because you see a lot of these women, a lot of these women, that, that when they get divorced, the men are the ones that get taken through the ringer. Oh, They're yeah. the ones that give up everything they own. Yeah. And a lot of times in a divorce, the guy is really down in the dumps. He's working extra jobs trying to get his life back together while the woman just goes wild. She goes out and starts doing drugs. Mm-hmm. She's a whore. She's out every night with new guys doing yeah. meth and sucking a bunch of dicks. And getting fisted. And then the judge is off giving everything that this hardworking man has uh-huh. to this skank of a woman. So if, if you're a, a good lawyer... You should be able to enter that into your case. Is your honor. You must understand, this woman is a whore. <laughs> and I intend to prove that she's been doing meth and sucking dicks. And, you know, for a lot of men out there, let them be able to keep their furniture in their home and kick this bitch to the curb and let her go to the streets and earn her money like she has been. It is funny that you can't be a little bit more real, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and really talk in a serious... Even though that could genuinely be the truth, you know, she's smoking meth and she's sucking dicks. You still couldn't say that. No, you. Why not? You, you got to keep it clean. For some reason, I, it just doesn't play well in court. But it that, should. That's bold. That's to the point. And you're you're telling, you know, Your Honor, this woman is is right here as a whore, and I'm going to prove it. Not only am I going to prove it, I'm going to show you who she's been doing meth with, and I'm going to show you whose dick she's been sucking. And after this is done, you won't want to take the furniture from my client here. You won't want to take the house from my client. You won't want to give her so much money of his that he he works for and goes and earns and gives to her just so she can go do meth and suck dick. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dubs, you ready? Yeah, now this one kind of leads into, into uh, my bedtime thought. All right, here we go. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. With the whole sucking dick and doing meth theme we got going here, if you ran for office, what would be... The one thing that you are afraid is going to come out about your personal life. What could they dig deep on and figure out about you? Is it sucking dick and doing meth? Or is it something else? Huh. Fuck, man. I got so many skeletons in my closet. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, honest. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I've talked about on the air. Yeah. But then there's so much... I think the fact that I was molested by a fat chick and I've talked about it so openly, mm-hmm. I, somehow I think that would get 
used against me. You know what I mean? Then the fact that I used to cheat on my first wife all the time, yeah. that probably would be a bit, that would probably be the biggest one. Yeah. You I've know? actually done meth before, so I was kind of worried about that, but it was like only once. It was a one-time deal, try it, because mm-hmm. we couldn't find any good blow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I did I did meth once, but I did <laughs> mushrooms for months. <laughs> I was, you know, just an uh, addict for a good two or three years of my life, but uh, I never did any heroin crack. And that's, that's about it that I have to hang my hat on. Yeah, for me, I think it was while I was married at uh, on the New Year's Eve, a couple of fat chicks blew me. And uh, I, I, it sucked. I Mine would it. probably be my, my internet history links. Where they, they'd go yeah. through there and yeah. they, they would see uh, scat porn. Because I, I, I'm seriously worried about the amount of shit I go through. Like, uh, not literal shit, but on the internet. Because it's yeah. all getting old to me. Yeah. So I find new disgusting things to jerk off to what is that's fun to go through the gamut of everything on on the internet yeah. and, you know rub I, one out I, to this yeah, rub I, one out to that i do it almost as a game now of like i wonder if i can of jerk you can. off to pissing porn i no, wonder if i can no that's easy that's what what's easier for you what uh you know peelme.com i like that uh does the scat i can deal with that what uh what is what would you, your favorite odd thing to be? See, I can, I I can't get into any of that. It's got to be normal. If any of that shit no. starts working its way in, I am not at, I'm not down. No, I, I'm not into bestiality or anything like that. But one time I watched a horse just blow his load all over a woman, and I I think I yanked to that for like a week. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 watched uh, animal porn before and done that. Yeah. And I, oh, you just say it like it's normal. I'm, I'm telling you, I it, try uh, to find the the most depraved shit to watch. What, what do you, what why you do you do? think that is? Hold on a second. But you ain't had a bitch in a long time, man. Yeah. Do you think now? <laughs> Not that long. It's been yeah, like a month and a half. Yeah, but like a real kind of relationship yeah. thing. Do you fear that you've gone too far down the rabbit hole? Dot com. Literally, it might be that. I mean, I I don't know if I can if I do find. I worry for that dog of yours too. There's she, some shit going on. No, there. no, I would never touch her in an inappropriate way. I mean, we do spoon at night. Dubs, but. don't worry. I was there. You know, I was, I was out of a relationship for, you know, almost a year or something like that. And I got to, I don't know, I'm sitting there watching a horse blow his load on a woman yanking, mm-hmm. seeing if I can get my computer screen pregnant. But uh, I was into the, the whole scat and, and, you know, just find the most depraved midgets. The midget thing was the hardest thing for me to no, do. No, I, I actually really like the midget porn. Really? Because yeah. you're a closet pedophile. No, I'm not. Yes. Yes, because that's that's the closest thing you can get to. No, it isn't. I mean, these, these people have like uh, grown up faces and oh, everything. Jesus. Well, it's just this. smaller in stature. I was kind of worried that I was getting to the point that, uh, of no return to mm-hmm. where if I ever got with another girl, then I'm gonna be trying to do to on her or you know. Uh, have you? No, I, that's the thing. I, I haven't even tried to stick it in her ass yet, so I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know, and we've been together seven months. Mm-hmm. So once I started to get the punch, she's Cuban, right? Yeah. Oh, she loves it. Uh, yeah. Once I started, she's done it with all her other boyfriends. You're gonna right. find other rings up there. Once I started getting a punch and a again, raft, then I, 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 <laughs> I never really got back into the. Uh, I haven't been back on the. the horse a 1950s car. On his load on his face. Uh, Impala, it is, Chevy style with wings. It is the hideout. Stuff. We're doing bedtime thoughts. All right, then, I got I got one then. Since we're talking about jerking it. Okay. And now the hideout bedtime thoughts. Is it gay? Yes. If you look down at yourself while jacking off. No. 
instead of the computer screen that has the porn on it. So you're you're there, you're rubbing yourself, and you just you're looking down at you, admiring what's happening. It's gay if you try to catch it in your mouth. No, it's gay if you catch it in your belly button and rub it all over you. <laughs> That's gay. All right, so then I'm not gay. Cool. I'm down. I, I actually it gets into my belly and then I I paint a crescent moon and yeah. stars like I'm Kamala and walk around with a big cum tummy. <laughs> What do you do? You put it on a towel or you just, yeah. you just plaster your belly? Actually, uh, I used to plaster my belly. Here's something embarrassing from the first, <laughs> few, from the first two, few times I used to jerk off. I thought it was like sneezing on yourself. I didn't think you need to really wipe it off or anything. Oh, no. So I would go to school the next day <laughs> with loads on my stomach and my shirt sticking to my... Your skin <laughs> all wrinkled up like a broom. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looked like, you know, like Elmer's glue. Just... Pour it all over my stomach. Oh, jeez. Mm, dried up. Um, yeah. Well, see, here's what happened. I've lost a lot of weight since the last time we've been on uh, mm-hmm. on 202. Uh, just about 40 pounds I've lost now. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, um, jerking it, mm-hmm. and I look down and I'm like, I'm hot. <laughs> like I, I I've lost my gut. Like it's kind. Of, I mean, I'm furry. I'm really, really furry. But I was looking down and I'm like, holy cow, man. I'm a uh, I'm not as disgusting as I used to be. Now, one thing, um, I was listening to uh, Dr. Steve's Weird Medicine last week uh, on XM202, and uh, he brought up a study of for every 35 pounds you lose, you get another inch on your dick. Dude, I, I've gotten at least that, if not more. That Dr. Steve's a genius, because I have. I've, and actually, his math is a little wrong, because I've gotten at least an inch and a half. Maybe two. Well, you're, you've gotten more than uh, three, uh, 35 pounds. Yeah, so. it's great, though, man. It really is. Like, it's it's real. And even looking down, because I was looking at myself, then looking at the guy in the porn, and I'm like, fuck, I might be able to do this. I might have an alternative career at some point. Uh, all right, let's... Uh, who you already was... have an alternative lifestyle. Why mm-hmm. not a career? Why friend. not put it on film? All right, let's go over to the satchel patch now with uh, his his thing. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. Why are women so afraid to show their their toe, their camel toe? They show cleavage. They wear push-up bras to enhance their tits. Why don't more girls have the confidence to give themselves a nice little front tug? You know, wedgie on a smaller scale, a tiny little front butt. Why do they emphasize the boobs? Why not show their print? I, I know the answer to this. Because it's good to have big boobs. It's not good to have a big pussy. <laughs> you don't want to meet a girl with a big pussy. Why? It, it, you know, guys can walk around and say, hey, I got a big cock, and everybody likes it. But if you talk around about having a big pussy, guys are like, yeah, too much work. Well, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm out of here. The lobes, like a nice left lobe, a well-defined print. Just like a slice a big of dinner pie. roll. Yeah, a slice of pie on both sides with a little fabric in between. Show me what you're working with down there. You know, I don't want to see what they're working with down there. Something to touch, something to feel. Golden arches I can see. And be like, hmm, that looks like a nice little print she has there to go with along with her nice rack. <laughs> uh, Why don't you give yourself a camel toe? I do, man toe. Do you? Give yourself a nice wedgie. I, I mean, I've done it before. You wear tight pants, play with your dog, hang your Give log. yourself one right now. <laughs> okay. You, you hang your log your log on one side and your your junk on the other, and you just pull, pull your your pants tight. 
such an ass. You're so gay. And I don't know if he's gay or the two of us are gay for looking look at, at it. You gotta look at <laughs> It's so stupid. Look at my mantle. I see it already. Take a good look. Drop your drawer. Uh, at least uh, look again, down Dubs. the north. Look at Dubs salivating over there. Dubs, you ready to go next? Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Here's another one for you. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. This one's a little more tame. How do you win at tag? I don't know. I peop, These kids play this game you can't win at. And we played it. I mean, we played TV tag. There's so many incarnations of that game that you don't win at. Well, if you're the gay kid, I guess you don't win. Everybody just comes up and punches the shit out of you, right? Not, not fag, tag. Oh, no, smear the queer. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a good, I think you just... There is no winner. There's never a winner. It's just when you get tired, right? Yeah, it sucks. But think about how that is, like, kind of just with everything, you know? Anything that There's isn't an winner. actual sport, like hockey, you know, it's like, when do you really have a winner? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know who would come up with a game and play it and ever, I mean, capture the flag, all that kind of stuff. You have winners. Right. Tag. Just tag. What is the purpose of it? I guess it's just to burn off energy, right? I guess, but, I mean, how does it catch on if no one wins? Because it's fun to run around, man. What about hide-and-seek? I mean, there's, there's a winner there, right? Yeah, it's whoever's left last, whoever hid the uh, hid the best. Duck, duck, goose? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Satchel Patch, any theories? Uh, it's just whoever's the fastest does not lose. You know, the one person, the slow, fat kid, usually is the loser. You can't touch it. Yeah, but how do you how do you end the game? When the fat kid gets tired and everybody's bored, you're sweating, everybody's red faced. Fat kid's over there throwing up, laying in the grass. Everybody gets itchy. Mom starts calling you for dinner, macaroni and cheese. It's time for shells and cheese. You think about it too, how dumb little kids are. Like, could you imagine if we got together a group of grown people and said, "Hey, I know what I want to do. Let's play some tag." We should we should open a tag league. <laughs> yeah, just like kickball and shit. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. Doo-doo. I'm fascinated by doo-doo. I think it's the addition of two verbs, do and do. Why is this such a funny word? And why is doo-dooing so embarrassing? Eve, that silly slut, she bit the fruit, which made us understand that doo-dooing in public is wrong. We can't, we're not like dogs. We can't go doo-doo in the yard. What? It's like sometimes when you see a dog doo-doo and the dog's staring back at you and he's just hunkered down there in the yard. Why can't I do that? Why is that not acceptable? It's because Eve ate the fruit. <laughs> what are you, no it's not? Yes. Eve ate the fruit off the tree. Then she went and put clothes on. She knew she was naked and therefore we can't doo-doo in public like dogs. <sighs> Well, I'm. I want to debate if "do" is a word, is a verb. Fuck if I know. "Do" is a verb, and "do" is a verb, and you get them together, and you have a noun. "Do do." All right. So hold on a second now. So your big thing, and I've actually kind of agreed with him. I always thought it was absurd that you could go into a bathroom mm -hmm. and someone would fart and people would giggle, because that's what the fuck the bathroom's for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, too, whenever you go into, like, a public restroom and you poop, public dumps are the worst. I love them. Are you kidding me? I like, love to public dump. Sit, I like to dump in peace. I like to have nobody in my surroundings. I like to sit down, 
drop a load in, in peace, a, a nice dump in peace. But then if you're sitting there trying to hunker down and grow your tail and somebody walks into the stall next to you and absolutely starts blowing it up, just, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to start, that's embarrassing. I don't want to sit there and, and, and inhale air fresh out of his ass. He's sitting there dropping his load, and I'm going to have to sit there and sniff it up. It's foul. And let's go on a little bit further than that. By the way, it is a verb. Is it? Do is a verb. It hmm. can also be a noun, but do in the original form is a verb. So hmm. do plus do equals doo-doo, and doo-doo is a noun. Uh-huh. All right. Or you can do verb. All right. I'm also, going to doo-doo. With the dog thing and not being able to shit like a dog does, what, if you could take anything from the... The dog lifestyle or the dog, uh, the dog ability. What would you take? What? Would it be the teeth? The nice fang teeth. Would it be the tail? Me? It'd be the lack of butt butt cheeks. I would. I <laughs> love the how dogs and animals don't have butt cheeks. They don't have to wipe. You, you're just, there already, white man. I have cheeks. I just don't have. You know, I don't have an ass. So you you would just want it to be where you just got this. I, just that hole. This brown, this, yeah, this showing brown it off on. to everybody. Showing it off to everybody. Well, not even showing it off to everyone. Just so I can squat, poop, walk away without even wiping. Well, see, I, you can do that. I've done it before. In the lake, you can if you go swimming in a lake. You yeah, can, but then you you're, can shit then you're in the water. yeah, then you're in the water though. I want to so be able, I want to be able to shit on the grass. You can shit like a fish. We would be out on a boat as a kid. You go out on a boat in the middle of the lake, and you're out there for four or five hours. You take your your food, some drinks, maybe some beer, whatever. And if you got a dump, you jump out in the lake. And that's kind of almost like a dog would when you're swimming, your head and waist is above water, and you're sitting there swimming away from your dump when you've got about ten people in the boat sitting there <laughs> watching you take a dump. Oh, I hate you. Both. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. Speaking of dogs, why is it okay for your dog to touch your cock with his nose it's not. But not his tongue. Like, why is it okay for it to happen on one hand when his mouth is closed and it's just his nose rubbing up against it? It's not. And then on the other hand, if it's his tongue, it's like, oh, you're committing a crime. Like, I don't get why there's this distinction between the two of these. I don't think uh, any of his body parts should be touching your bear cock. Why are you slapping your bear cock against his nose? I was just wondering. I mean, I don't, I don't, I would never do that. It's never happened after I get out of the shower, but. Why are you letting your dog watch you shower? And, and why would your dog be touching your balls after the shower? Why wouldn't it be before? Does the dog know you're naked? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's there. I mean, obviously, because that's the only time he touched. Okay, never mind. Let's move on. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. I think I've discovered a flawless way to rate women. Rate or rape? Rate. <laughs> rate. Okay. Thank rate, you. Rate women. Like you, you're walking down the street and you think, she's a 10. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, she's probably a 6 or a 7. So uh, me and a friend of mine got together and put our, our heads together Ew. in a gay way <laughs> and decided... That if you rate women on a point on a five and five scale, on point five, so you get five on the face, five on the body, on a point five scale, and you can't be a ten unless you're famous. The last point five is the only tweak to the system. 
and wives and girlfriends cannot be rated because, of course, you know, this is no, no personality or anything like that. Just solidly on looks. Walking down the street, a girl you've never met before. Five on the face, five on the body, on a .5 scale. So then if you fucked a five or a six, it would be okay because no, maybe yeah. her body was yeah. a five. Well, then, her face was a one or a zero. That actually brings in to the point where there are zeros walking around, and we've actually probably been with zeros, and we know people that have been with zeros. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Because you would look at her body and say, what would I rate her body on a you know, one to five? She get, definitely gets a zero. What about her face? One? Maybe? <laughs> zero? So, you know, one. And this is a legitimate rating scale, and I have... I defy you to come up with a, a flaw. I think it's flawless. I think he's right. It's I think pretty when interesting. You, when yeah. you stop and you consider, so you're completely not putting in personality. Nothing. Just body and face. Five on the face, five on the body. And the only way to score a perfect ten is if that last point five is fame. That's the only little tweak to it. Like, so... Name, name a I don't know person. if I like the fame part in that. I don't think yeah. I like that. But, I, think, I think I would just rather it be normal. You know what I mean? I mean, fuck is what? Why? Because then you got like Rosie O'Donnell, and she gets an extra point five. She's famous. Well, she, no, no, she doesn't get anything. She would be well, Rosie O'Donnell. What would you give her on her body? She's a, she might be a, a genuine zero on her face. Maybe a one. No, I don't know. I zero. Think, I think it goes zero there. So Rosie O'Donnell is a zero. Like she wouldn't get a point five. Where that would come into play? No, but she get a point five if she's no. famous. No, where that comes into play? You got to get some points for fucking Rosie O'Donnell. No. I'm sorry. You you do get points for it, but she doesn't rate out on the scale. You get points for fucking a zero. She should rate out on the scale because she's famous. No, you get high fives and pats on the backs for fucking a zero. Dude, I fucked a point five, Rosie O'Donnell. She's not a point five. The point five only comes in I found if your she's flaw. a nine point five. I found your flaw. It may be at the fame. All right, let me do th Yeah, that is. I don't like the the fame part of it. But I, I do like the. I think fame should automatically get the point five. Not, automatically, not, no matter what, because there is something the fucking a famous person, even if she's a zero all around. Right. So I think I think the point five automatically comes into play for fame. All right. Barbara Walters, what do you give her? Uh, on the she would, she would, what? Go ahead. I would give her a zero. No, come yeah, on. Yeah, her I, I, down to below her belly button. Yeah, but for an old, I, you don't you don't put age into consideration. No, not really. Just okay. straight I, up. I would face give her. Body. I'd give her a three. What do you give her face? Uh, two. Body. One. So she's a three. Yeah. All right. Katie Kirk. Now, I think she goes up to uh, a six or seven. Six or seven? No, that's good. Because when you see a lot of people, you know, they're bragging about who they've been with, and then you put them on this strict scale, give go strictly five on the face, five on the body, you get a lot of women's true number. But you can't do it to wives or girlfriends. Now, hold on. Katie Kirk, you gave her a what? Uh, probably seven. I don't uh, think so. Break it down. How? Four on the face. What? And three on the body. She fight, Wasn't she just in The Dark Knight? Wasn't that her? Oh, that was no. Heath Ledger. Oh, she, she looks just like the Joker. No, she's not that bad. So, face, face is cute. Face, I give her a one. Maybe a two. Body, I give her like maybe a two. Yeah, she's, maybe. Still, she's below a five. Britney Spears. Let's go pre-crazy Britney Spears. Wait, oh, hit me, baby, one more time. I would say... 17-year-old? 18-year-old. All right. 18-year-old Britney. How about let's go with Britney and drive me crazy? Which one's that? Is this the crazy bitch? No, what, no. Which the is movie? the movie? No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, the movie. But she did the song where she's in that red outfit. Okay. Oh yeah, with the camel toe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
on that outfit, I would give her, she's, she scores a 10. I would give her five on the face and five on the body. I think he's right. Now, yeah. if you take back and, and, and you get that point five for fame. Now, look at Brittany after two kids, the crazy bitch that, that uh, has turned into a middle-aged woman, taking pharmaceuticals, drinking wine, and, and you know, whatever. Seven. That crazy bitch. I'll give her face a three. She's a lot fatter in the face, a lot chunkier. And her body, a two. She's a five. She's went from a ten to a five in my book. I don't know. I think face-wise, I'd still... That's the Britney Spears face. Yeah, it's, it's like not distorted four, enough. But I'd, give it a, her, I'd give it a four, body-wise. Body, but not. I give her a three. She's still a seven in my book. A seven's good. Of course it a is. A seven is very good. When you start bre- uh, pulling in sixes and sevens, you're doing very well for yourself. All right, let's do this, moms. Oh, your mom. All right, let's do my mom first. Your mom gets a one. Four. Face. Really? Yeah, she gets one in the face uh, and zero in the body. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here for Dubs's mom. Let's see. She looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter, <laughs> but I still give her a one for her face. I give that bitch like a two for her body. Your mom's a three, Dubs. Congratulations. Nice. She got some big old titties. Like that's enough. Yeah. Big old leathery suntan titties. No. Lizard skin. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Now, By Curious BJ just sent me the picture of the penguin. Oh, that he talked about about earlier? Yeah, the the fat bitch that you lost. All right, let's all look at the photo, and then we can give it the the rankings. So come on in here. BJ was on last segment. He was talking about uh, this girl he had sex with, and we told him to give her a nickname, and we said the penguin. Me, personally, I give her a zero on the body and a a one on the face. That's beach. That, that's uh, about Hepe's mom style right there. It's pretty nasty. Uh, uh, it's the bigger girl, right? Yeah. I would go with the one. Oh, uh, her face is not that awful. She's kind of. Yeah, I, g- I gave her a one on the face and then and zero the, on the body. Yeah, she's a one. So that's the. See, that I gave one. her a two. A she actually had a pretty decent face. You yeah. look at that face. That face is blowing you. And maybe she puts, like, I don't know, like a barber thing around it, and so it's just her face. Not one of those dog things so they can't bite their uh, right. their, their shoulders. I'd almost give her maybe a two or a three. A two or three bait. Well, what would you give her body? A zero. zero. So, I don't know if we could take away points for that. No, you can't. <laughs> it's, it's strictly face and body. And we'll throw the fame thing out. Maybe the fame is the, is the flaw. But it, it gives you a legit thing where you hear these guys, these douchebag guys that walk around, oh, she's a ten, you know, and... And then you go back and look at her. The bitch is nasty. She barely rates out to a five if, if, at tops. Uh, wow. It is the hideout. Hefe Dub Satchapatch here with you doing some bedtime you know what? thoughts. I really think that five on the body scale really takes the American girls down a peg. Oh, fuck there's yeah. No, they're fat. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's no way. It's really t- difficult in this day and age to be a ten. Yeah, Spanish girls. Uh, uh, you go look at some of these Indian girls, the purple pussy bitches. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're really doing a damn thing. I, should we do something really uncomfortable? And should I have you guys rate my fiance who's in the next room? Sure. And has no idea? You guys are looking at her. All right. Now you can be honest. That, see, that's what. That's now what, you want. I, I will be honest. This is tricky territory. That's what you don't want to get into, right? No, your I mean, wives or girlfriends fuck, or something. We're here in the hideout. Like I don't give a fuck. We're going to be on vacation with this there. She'll never hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she probably will. I think my fiance, and this is the God's honest truth, 
having seen every inch of her body. All You're right? going to have to take out all personality and stuff like that. This is basically dickhead guys, looks, and, and you know, looks alone. Yeah, looks and body. Looks and body. I'm realistic, mm-hmm. all right? I'm not, a, I'm not an asshole. I think my chick is an eight. Exactly. Oh, that's what, insane. That's I think crazy. she is, too. An eight? Really? Yeah. Four, how are you going? Four and four? Four and four. I'm, going, I'm going four and four. I'm going six. I'm going I'm three and three. I'm going to fuck you up, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going three and three. All right, how do you mean? Three on the face, three on the body. What's wrong with her? Nothing. I think that's a good score. I I say four and four. Really? Yeah. yeah. Four and I four. I think she's got an exotic look, so I know huh? that not everyone's going to find her face. I think, like the be- I think the face, I think I think her face is... Actually, I really, really love her face. Yeah, me too. I, but the only there's I'd like just to see some. I you know, fucko. Uh, <laughs> I I four. Her body to me is about a four two. She could firm up. Well, you look at let's go bodies. Who has one of the, you know, the baddest ass bitch bodies you can think of? A model. Think of who's your favorite model. I don't dig models though. But I mean, I get yeah, whatever. You know, somebody, yeah, I got Tyra Banks. Somebody with some big ass titties. Ugh. Somebody. Oh, and now you, uh, somebody you see on television. Tyra Banks gets a probably a four in my no, book. No, like Whoopi Goldberg. You know, I would give her a seven or an eight. No, seriously. Oh, did you uh, did you see the thing about the View today? I mean, not today, but last week. What's that? Uh, uh, you mean two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Whatever. <laughs> uh, if you go on to uh, I have the audio where she set, talks about the, how many guys she's been with, how yeah. many nuts she's Whoopi? taken in her. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I think I actually have that. If you give me a second, yeah. Ted, Ted Danson is my hero. Why? Well, she has a lot of other, you have a lot of other heroes too, compared to what she said Dude, after, on the View. After I used to be a Whoopi Goldberg fan, but until I saw her in Sister Act two, she stole my heart. Dude, Eddie, she was awesome in Eddie. <laughs> that was one of the greatest movies that there's ever been. Well, Man. we're gonna we're gonna find out how many people's been in her jumping jack gash. Think of who the the most sexy. You set that up for that stupid ass thing, then you right <laughs> no, there. Just... You fucking asshole! I hate you. Oh uh, man, I did. I had it somewhere. Well, I, I can't I'll just find say, it. I'll just say. She's been with 50 guys. That's not bad. It really, really isn't. No. For Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, no. I. But she'd be 51. What's up, Whoopi? I mean, because that's one of those things, like, what you would say, like, would you fuck, fuck Whoopi? Yes. Of course you would, because it's Whoopi. Well, no, she's a, uh, I, honestly, I'm really attracted to her. I'm and not. I, I, I can't get into her. Time. Uh, Ghost really did it for me as well, the fortune teller. She's very sexy. I, I dig the dress. Oh, how how is she sexy? That face is just hideous. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is the hideout. Hefe, uh, Dub, Satchapatch over there. Uh, all right, so we've are we done with bedtime thoughts? Yeah. You, you want to move on from? I have one more, but okay. it's, not, it's not funny. But well, it's let's just, just do it real quick. Then. It's kind of thought. You know, it makes you think for a second. All right, here we go. One final bedtime thought, just uh, to leave you with. And now, the Hideout Bedtime Thoughts. All right, we all know that there's an attack on abortion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know it's hitting kind of close to home for the satchel patch over there. However, taking where we are right now with gas prices and everything. And you know I'm very much pro-abortion. If cars could run on baby fat would I be okay with outlawing abortion so unwanted newborns could be used as fuel 
How so? How do they use this fuel if they aren't getting killed? No, they have to come to term. It's it's not uh, fetuses. Uh, it's baby fat that runs your brand we, new hybrid. Could we just give them lipo? I don't know. Like, let's say you gave a baby lipo and you just continue to suck out the fat from the baby. Yeah, you, you kind of you feed it fatty foods for a week and then you suck the fat out that's been that sticks just, to their bones and then fatty you know. milk. The mom won't have to eat fatty stuff and has some fatty milk. Because to me, I'm so pro-choice. You know what I mean? And I'm almost pro-abortion. But would it be enough for me to say I'm okay with outlawing abortion? If we can have these babies to fuel our cars. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, I think, I think I'd be okay with it. Because think about all the babies that shouldn't be. Like, your little brother just got a chick pregnant. Instead of that growing up to be just another cycle of another Another dumb fucking redneck. Yeah. yeah, You put him into your car engine. And he runs your car. That's my nephew. I could, I could, uh, I would rather have the kid run my car like Flintstones than sticking him in a damn gas tank. Then what are you going to huff? That is true. You can't, huff, you can't huff, huff baby fat. I don't think you can't huff baby fat. Yet. I'll try. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of the hideout. Hefe, Dubs, and the Satchel Patch right here with you on Sirius XM. The Virus 202. You are listening to, to, to the hideout. The hideout. We thank you. So much. XM202, the virus. The hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. You guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here? Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. Back in the hideout, Hefe and Dubs. It's the Virus 202, the Satchel Patch, joining us here on this Saturday evening. How are you anyway? Go to hideoutradio.com. That's kind of a little roadmap there. You can you can uh, link to our flagship station, WJFK in Washington, D.C., and download our podcasts. Go there, check it out. Um, there's uh, tons of stuff to keep you entertained there on hideoutradio.com, including hideoutheretics.net, where they have every show we have ever done Ever, right there for you to download. Yeah, Nameless does a great job of that. Uh, Satchel Patch, are you having fun? I mean, I know you at first you were used to regular old AM radio. You did the FM, you know, morning show yeah. stuff. But now we're, we were doing, you know, FM talk Saturday nights uh, in D.C. And now you got the uncensored form of, you know, satellite. This is good. I like it. I'm, I'm liking the environment. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny because it feels... More like you would if you it was you and if your you're voice. Just yeah, uh-huh. there's no filter. You don't have to filter your comments based on, you know, FCC if, if it's going to be yeah. is this going to be acceptable? Am I going to get in trouble to say this? You can actually speak your mind and uh, put out there what's going on in your head. Right. So I love it. That's that's the reason that uh, I was a subscriber to both platforms. Still am. Mm. Still will be. And then now that everyone's merged, I mean, I got it all now. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the uh, interview that. Uh, ONA had with Mel, Mel Carmson. Uh-uh. It, it was pretty interesting uh, what they got planned and uh, kind of what each uh, subscriber of each 
platform will have offered to them, and I think they're going to announce that very, very soon, of, you know, just a little extra premium to get some of the more um, sought-after stations right there, uh, either on your XM or your Sirius. You know, do you, I guess, have we spoken with everyone since I've become a program director? No. Yeah, I don't know that we've been on XM since I've become a program director, and um, yeah, I'm a program director. I'm mainly a talent. Uh <laughs> But it's funny because even though I am on terrestrial, mm-hmm. I do see, especially as talent, that satellite is the future. Yeah, it is. The, it, and it's funny because you have terrestrial, whether they realize it or not, helping satellite to become the place, especially for real entertainment, i.e., talk. You know, regular the way regular human beings talk. Yeah, because it's gotten pretty ridiculous on regular radio that you, the wordage you have to use and what, how many times you have to dance around different subjects and everything. It's not how you talk, and and a lot of it's not even that offensive. Right. It's it's partially that. It's also partially to the idea of you know Michael Savage and Mm -hmm. the whole autism thing. Another idea of it as well beyond that is, you know, you can't say certain things about race. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the whole thing, and eventually people are going to be so pissed off that they can't talk like human beings. They can't talk, they can't listen to human beings talk. It's it's really odd on I, where radio has gone. I had to do the whole thing as a program director, because I was one of the few program directors with balls that said, no, you're not going to take away Savage over these autism. Co- he says something about autism. It's not. Yeah. But guy, AM guy, got in a lot of controversy. Okay. And I said, no, you're not going to take him off because where does it stop? What do you, you know, where does it stop? What you may good? not have agreed with what he said, but you know what? That's what free speech is there for, or but, like the the freedom of speech is uh, to uh, to protect different things that. Uh, Offend you, not that don't offend you. It would be pretty boring if uh, only free speech was uh, was held up with stuff you agreed with. Well, I don't think it matters whether if someone finds it offensive or not, but this is radio. This is someone, uh, a talent gets on the air and expresses their thoughts. Whether you agree with them or whether you find them offensive is irrelevant. It's them expressing their thoughts, and they're entertaining it doing that. So this is why they have this platform. And the bigger reason that I said that, too, is that you use that then as a springboard for mm-hmm. discussion because it's talk radio. Yeah. So if Savage says something about autism, you don't want to go and try to get him fired. You use him and you point at him as an idiot for whatever was said, whether he is or not. You use that as a discussion about autism. The same goddamn thing that happened with Imus, mm-hmm. you use that as a discussion for race. We are here as artists and entertainers to get you to think about stuff. Now, how serious have we been You know, over the last uh, however long we've been on? That's irrelevant. The point is you could always point at these guys and like, listen to these fucking schmucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never do that. Well, you know what? I'll be honest. I've done that before. And then you begin to talk about it. Now, and I, I don't understand what has happened to allowing the market to dictate what is out there, what products are out there, what shows are out there. If there's a market for it, why can't you express it? Yeah, right. it, it really, and that's why satellite radio is is picking up and doing well is because there's a market for it. Well, not only that, but that's what I was saying. Getting back to the whole point of terrestrial radio helping satellite, not even realizing it. By you know bowing down to these special interests, mm-hmm. you're going to push these incredibly popular people to this platform, and people will follow. Yep. 
And it's you know, as a PD, I even said that on the air during my AM talk show. I'm like, you got to stop. It stops now. Otherwise, secretly wanting to be on satellite, you know, everyone's gonna go over there mm-hmm. because it's more, it's infinitely more natural. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of the big thing too. And it's so- not just about saying fuck or saying this, that, and the other. Right. It's just about saying what's on your mind. And sometimes swear words come out, and big deal. And I, you know, as much as I don't agree with it, but it it, it makes sense to me. That you know you can't say a few dirty words Why? on the air. That do- that is never. I I mean it 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 does make sense with the uh, public perception of dirty words. I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. I can I can do without the whole cursing bit. You know I I don't have to curse to make myself feel better. Exactly. I can't see. I need to go take a doo doo. That right there. I need to go take a doo doo. I cannot say. Right. Period. And, and that's something a five year old kid says. Mommy, I need to go doo-doo. Mm. And you can't say it on the freaking radio? Now, that's too much. Uh, there's too much uh, of oversight in that right there. There's too much and then, involved to say you can't say that. Why the hell not? And the nuances between what could and could not potentially be said and that and how you could skirt around it. Instead of just sitting around like a human being having a real discussion. Yeah. And that's really what the biggest bummer is of it all. It is the Hideout Hefe, Dubs, the Satchel Patch. Uh, and we are here with you on the Virus 202. If you want to find out more information about us, you go to Hideout Radio and click on any of the rooms there in the compound, and it could take you to all of our various locations, if you will. But it is funny to me how people are just afraid. You know, they're so afraid of this, that, and the other as it relates to words or skin mm-hmm. or anything else, or even real thoughts, because sometimes it's great to hear guys you know, all, like on this station, in the hideout, and hear what they're actually thinking. Because then you as a human being go, holy shit, there are people out there like that in the world. I would have never fucking thought that oh, someone yeah. would be I like I thought I was the only one. Right. Now I, I can actually relate to these guys. And, and you know, and what I was worried about when I was jacking off to women taking dumps on each other. Well, this guy's done it. Now he's got a girlfriend and has a normal relationship. I, I'm all right. Maybe I'm not that weird. No, yeah. you're, no, you're not. You're not all right. In fact, there's something really fucking wrong with you if you're doing that. Um, it happens. I'm not going to judge. One of the things that we love to do is we always love to have a little hideout download for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've done this. We've done it here on XM and you know when we're at Real Radio and WJFK and uh, various incarnations of the shows that we do. I love I love 911 calls. Because 911 calls for the silly bullshit are the best. Mm-hmm. Because you just think of this authority figure. And then the idea of someone thinking that they are so self-important that they have to go bother the authority figure with their little menial bullshit thing. You know what I mean? Even going back to, if you really want to relate it to, the whole idea of what can and cannot be said. That my little child is so important, they can't hear piss on the radio. Or taking a piss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um... I saw this. This really is giving me the excuse to play one of my favorite 911 calls of all time. In Florida, over the last week, a guy is at a subway and he's unhappy because the restaurant. Yeah. He's unhappy because his sandwich was not made to his liking. How yeah. that's possible, I don't know. Well, They're sandwich artists. Yeah, they, they and they have artistic uh, integrity, and you cannot uh, you cannot have them uh, compromise their artistic. Sandwich artist integrity for your uh, pickles and tomatoes. 
So he ordered two sandwiches, checked out, walked outside to find the subs did not have everything he ordered. Mm-hmm. He became very upset and belligerent. And because the employee making the sandwich was not doing it correctly, that's why he was getting pissed. So he eventually started screaming at everyone inside, went outside, and called the cops, not just once, twice. And the people inside the restaurant got so fucking scared by this nincompoop mm-hmm. uh, that they locked him out. Good. They thought he was going to come back inside and maybe shoot the fucking place up. I wouldn't doubt it. If anybody gets that pissed off over a sandwich, you don't know what they're, uh, what's going through their head and uh, what they're packing. So, especially in Florida, this is a great excuse to play maybe the greatest 911 call of all time. I don't know if you've heard this one, Satchel Patch. You're not a real big fan of women, are you? Just kind of in general. Of women? Yeah. I mean, you, you like to have sex with them, but yeah, overall. They, they, they serve their role. Like they who serve they a are. Purpose. Yeah. Right, let me see where you stand as it relates to women after you hear this hideout download. Sex partner, how can I help you? Yeah, I'm over here. I'm over here at Burger King right here in San Clemente. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not San Clemente. I'm sorry. Um, I live in San Clemente. I'm in Laguna Niguel, I think. That's where I'm at. Uh-huh. I'm at a drive-thru right now. Uh-huh. I had, I ordered my food three times. They're mopping the floor inside, and I understand they're busy. They're not even busy. Okay, I've been the only car here. I asked them four different times to make me a Western barbecue burger. Okay, they keep giving me a hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and cheese, onions. And I said, I'm not leaving. Uh-huh. I want a Western burger because I just got my kids from Taekwondo. They're hungry. I'm on my way home, and I live in San Clemente. Uh-huh. Okay. She said, she gave me another hamburger. It's wrong. I said, four times. I said, I want it. She goes, can you go out and park in front? I said, no. I want my hamburger right. So then the, the lady came to the manager, she, or whatever, whoever she is. She came up, and she said, um, she said, um, do you want your money back? And I said, no, I want my hamburger. My kids are hungry, and I have to jump on that toll freeway. I said, I am not leaving this spot. And I said, I will call the police because I want my Western burger done right. Now, is that so hard? Okay, what exactly is it you want us to do for you? I send the officer down here. I want, I want them to make me but, right. Ma'am, we're not going to go down there and enforce your Western bacon cheeseburger. What am I supposed to do? This is this is between you and the manager. This, we're not going to go and force how to make a hamburger. That's why that's not a criminal issue. There's there's, there's nothing criminal. Why so just there. stand here? Why so just sit here? And you block. you need to calmly and rationally speak to the manager and figure out what to do between you. She did come up and I said, "Can I please have my Western burger?" She she said, "I'm not dealing with." She walked away because because they're mopping the floor and it's all full of sweat and they don't want to run. They don't want to go through there and and, and, and ma'am, then I suggest you get your money back and go somewhere else. This, this, this is this is not a criminal issue. We can't go out there and and make them make you a cheeseburger the way you want it. Well, that is that you're supposed to be here to protect me. Well, what are we protecting you from? A wrong cheeseburger? No. Is, is this, this like is this a harmful cheeseburger or something? I don't understand what you want us to do. Well, just come down here. I'm, I'm not leaving. No, ma'am. I'm not sending the deputies down there over a cheeseburger. You need to go in there and act like an adult and either get your I money back and go home. Stop acting like an adult herself. I'm sitting here in my car. I just want them to make my kid a, a, a Western burger. Now, this is what I suggest. I suggest you get your money back from the manager and you go on your way home. Okay. Okay? Bye-bye. <laughs> I love it. What a dumb bitch. Yeah. First of all, she's lazy as hell. She should be home making her husband and her kids dinner because she picked them up from Taekwondo. Because the little punks can't fend for themselves because mommy is off doing other things, you know, during the day when she should be taking care of the house, cooking, cleaning, and doing the dishes. And she's whining over a freaking hamburger. The bitch needs a black eye. She hasn't been fucked in years, obviously. 
This woman has serious issues. Yeah, well, yeah, no shit. And the other thing about it, too, is the whole idea of I am so important and God damn it, I need the cops to get involved with my fucking cheeseburger. I, I, it's I, this entitlement. This bitch is why the terrorists hate us. I don't know if you've ever worked in food service before. Oh, yeah. You get these type of people every single day. That yeah. phone call that she, that the Donald one officer got, I got those at least two or three times a day working in food service. That woman has balls doing that, too, acting an ass like that in the restaurant. If yeah. she touches any of that food that was stuck out that window wrong, she's got some serious balls. Right. Uh, because, you know, they're fucking with it. Mm-hmm. But I, you, you listen to that, and it so kind of sums up everything that the reason almost why satellite radio is here. Like, she would because be she would be the woman that's complaining, you know, that her kid, her precious little snowflake, has heard something mm-hmm. that it shouldn't hear. I was bringing but him she, home from Taekwondo, and I heard piss on the radio. And she has the opportunity to change the channel, mm-hmm. but instead she's going to file a complaint instead of handling her business herself. Yeah, instead of uh, just switching over a radio station, she's going to take the time, because she has all the time in the world, because, of course, probably her husband's paying for everything that she has. Uh, she has all the time in the world to sit there, write a letter, put a stamp on it, and send it to the FCC and to the radio station. It just fucking drives me nuts, man. And this really is part of the whole thing of, you know, what's going on? Why are we so goddamn self-absorbed? It's all about me, 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 and I am the most important thing on earth. And if you can't fucking understand that, then how dare how dare you not think that I'm I'm not the most important thing? You know, mm-hmm. it drives me nuts. This brings me to my second favorite 911 call, also a mother that needs to be bitch-slapped. This one's out of Texas. The 12-year-old is completely out of control, and I, I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over and shoot her? <laughs> Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, that's a joke. Okay, that's not funny, Mike. I'm, I'm going to file a formal complaint. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, sorry doesn't count. I need a police officer. Hold on. And that's another one, because the setup to that was this woman's kids were fighting, and Mm -hmm. she could not get those kids under control. She calls 911 to get the police to come over to parent for her, and then, again... The 12-year-old is completely out of control, and I I can't... Physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over and shoot her? (laughs) Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, that's a joke. He is okay, that's not scared. funny, Mike. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to file a formal complaint. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, formal complaint. Hold on, I need a second. Hold on. How about a fucking apologizing that you're not a good parent? Yeah. You've, got, you, you've let these kids get so out of control and huge that you can't, <laughs> you can't fucking handle them anymore. It's just, it's the society of me, man. We're living in a time that people don't give a fuck about anybody else but themselves. And when those cops show up, they'll be like, no, I don't want you to arrest them. I don't want you to arrest them. You, you call them out there just to break up the fight and not arrest these kids. These kids should be in jail after that, and maybe they'll learn the lesson. But no, they, uh, the, the, mother, the mother will sit there and say, I want to give them another chance and so they can get called on again. And uh, the cops can waste more of their time by breaking up a stupid girl fight. All they need is some orange sherbet push-ups. And a little bit of time out, and these kids will be just fine. Please, officer, don't take them to jail. Mm-hmm. They're, they're such sweet kids, if you only knew. This fat 350-pound bitch that's 12 years old, you know, all she needs is a box of orange sherbet push-ups. Uh, Flintstone style, please. 
Uh, here's another one, and I don't—it's not always women, but the favorites are usually women because women are the most asinine on earth mm. uh, out of all beings. This is what happens when they get empowered. This is the type <laughs> of shit right here. Nine one one. Do you need fire, medical, or police? No, ma'am, I don't. I don't have an emergency. Two police officers just left my house just now. Third, can I get their names, please? Did you throw them back my way? Do you need them to come back there? Oh, I'd like that. Yeah. Why do you need them to come back there? Oh, um, because I have an emergency. I'll think of something. Honey, I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? I just thought he was cute. I'm 45 years old, and I'd like to meet him again. But I don't know how to go about doing that without calling 911. Bitch needs to get fucked. Yeah, she, she just needs some cock. She just needs some long cop cock. She was bold. I like that, though. I'm just be honest with you, bitch. He looked good. I want him to come over here and... And, and fist me. And <laughs> post me up and give me the business. Uh... It is the hideout. Hefe Dubs is Satchelpatch hanging out with you. So those are a few. I mean, I got some other ones too. Like here's one out of Nashville. Um, this is pretty interesting. What do y'all want him to kill me so he can put yellow tape around you and say we got them just for the death? Is that it? Okay, ma'am. I'll update you the get that as much as soon as possible. I really just don't give a shit what happens. <laughs> I love it. I what? Don't, he said, I really just don't give a shit what that happened. That was the operator? Yeah. Play that again. All right, hold on. When do y'all want him to kill me so you can put yellow paper around me and say, we got them just for the death? Is that it? Okay, ma'am. I'll update the comments. Get that to come up as soon as possible. I really just don't give a shit what happens. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I love, I love that. Because that's the truth, you know. Imagine if you were a 911 operator. Oh, just think of and just, all the retards. I mean, to to call 911, there has to be a really big emergency, or you have to be really dumb. Right. I've called 911 for a non-emergency. Why? Uh, my apartment flooded one time, and I didn't. I called them, and I prefaced the call. I said, "All right, this is not an emergency." Then why did you call 911? Because I didn't know who else to freaking call. Operator. No. You are the dumbass that's no, doing this. My, I had what my the apartment above me flooded. I had water dripping through the walls, and water was dripping out of the electrical sockets, and it's 4 o'clock in the morning to the point where they're sparking up and they cut off. So it kind of was an emergency. I didn't know if it was going to catch on fire, but I didn't know how to turn. The water needed to be turned off to the entire building. And Call I'm thinking, a plumber. Wait, not at 4 o'clock in the freaking morning. Yes, there's 24-hour plumbers. I'm thinking the fire department has to come out that there. That is a good point, though. At what time do you, like, try to preemptive strike? You know what I mean? Like, if I don't, this could turn into a yeah. fire, and it could get Well, there's really non-emergency bad. numbers for so, that. Well, and if, what, if, they, if they deem it an emergency, they will. Usually you don't know those wait, non All yeah. you got to do the, is call, dial zero, the, the operator. No, no shut up. She's going to plug shut this up. in, unplug that, plug shut it up. in here. All you need to do is dial zero, say, hey, what's the, the non-emergency number for whatever area you're in, and they'll connect you right to it. There, I think there should be something inter- like easy to remember. There you are no I mean? zeros. There D- are zeros. Dial the operator and ask her. Ask her how to find something. Pick up the phone and dial zero. You're going to get nothing. There is no freaking operator anymore. She's standing by there with it's- her headphones on, unplugging this jack into that jack. All right, I'll plug you into there like we're freaking the Andy Griffin show. Over it's, here with the bitch connecting phone calls, there is no zero. It is no, it's four one one now though, right? I don't know. Hi, this is uh, this is uh, I need uh, the number to uh, Tampa's uh, non emergency police line. Call it on this asshole. Okay. So you got an idiot you're doing a radio show with. 
that doesn't understand how anyway, things work. I called 911. They had the correct information. They gave me the, the emergency numbers to call the, at the apartment, and then I got them to come turn the freaking water off. But I told them, I said, hey, this is not an emergency, but my apartment is flooding. Water's dripping out of the electrical sockets. I need somebody who has the know-how to right, come Tampa, shut Florida? the water off to this freaking building. Right. You know, I, I, I thought that was kind of worthy. Police number? All right, he's trying over there. Okay. He's getting it. And he's, you just pissed him off. There's a zero? You pissed him off. Who the hell why did you not? Zero? Why did you not? All right. You never knew there was a zero before? Back in the day. Like in, on black and white television, I've seen that broad All right. Two, three, one. All right, all right, all right. Amazing. All out of zero. I didn't know there was a zero. Yes, it's zero. So we're still stuck in the black and white television days. Uh, no, we're not stuck there, but... Um, well, is, honestly, dialing zero, who does that occur to? It didn't occur to me. My apartment's flooded. I didn't... You know, when I think you of dialing zero, zero... No, when I think of zero, I think of the old bitch on black and white television <laughs> dumb unplugging things. All right, now here's the thing. You could hit zero, but I would also think, too, they should make it easier. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you have idiots like this. So it's 911 for emergency, and then blank 11, whatever it is. Maybe zero one one. I don't know. To, you know, all non-emergency type situations. I think that would be good. That way it kind of goes, and you know it's kind of, it's the secondary mm-hmm. to a 911. You know what I'm saying? The non-emergency emergency line. Right. Exactly. My apartment's flooding at 4 o'clock in the morning. Now, let me ask you this. All right. If you're the one that's drunk okay, and you're driving, mm-hmm. do you call the the new non-emergency emergency line or do you call 911? If you're drunk and driving, listen to this. Hello. Hello, Dodge County Sheriff's Department calling. We just got yes. a 911 call from your cell phone. Yes. at fault. Why? Because she could have said, pull your car over right now, because what if something happens? She doesn't know, know how intoxicated she, she is, though. But she's drunk. The bitch is obviously drunk if she's calling and say, I think she I'm She could dr-. just have an impediment. Mm-hmm. All right. 
But if she's calling to ask this lady if she's drunk, the operator should say, because let's say she hangs up, all right, the, she sends the cops, go get this bitch, she's driving drunk, and they're on the way to get her, and she hits a, runs a stop sign, has a head-on collision, and somebody dies. This 911 operator could have said, pull your car over right now. You shouldn't be, if you think you're too drunk to be driving, Pull your pull your car uh, your car over right now where you stand, and we'll send somebody there to help you. The redneck has a point. He really does have a point over there because he's right. I I think you and I love it because obviously she's baiting this bitch and to give mm. out every single information yeah. so that the cops can go and get her. You know what I mean more than anything else. But the the, the patch is right over there. I think he's got it. Here's another one. Here's a dude, uh, and he's in a similar situation. Nine one one, your point. I just don't know if I'm safe to be driving. Okay. And why wouldn't you be safe? Pretty drunk. Well, so good. Where are you right now? Uh, what do you mean? I just don't want to get in trouble, man. I just want to... Okay, well, you're going to get in trouble if you continue to drive. Can you pull over for me, sir? Yeah? Can you pull over for me so you're no longer driving? But I'm gonna get in trouble then too, aren't I? Okay, yeah, but you're not safe if you're driving when you're drunk. Yeah. Can you pull over to the shoulder? I'm gonna get in trouble then too. Can you can you please pull over to the shoulder? It's not safe for you to be driving. You can get hurt if you keep driving. You're right. Can you pull over for me? <laughs> yes, sir. I'll do whatever you want. I just I don't want to kill anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, I don't want to hurt anybody either. Okay, I'm gonna hang up with you, Mike. I just want you to talk to him. Okay. Congratulations, you guys. Come to the All right, so you're what right, Satch. Good for you, man. So you pull over, and all you have to do is take the keys out of the ignition. You're not driving. You thought you may be intoxicated or whatever. You decided to sleep it off. Really, that's no different than people drink and drive all the time. There's a reason mm-hmm. bars have parking lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you decide you really can't do it anymore, an officer, if your keys are not in the ignition and you're pulled over taking a nap, they can't. Say I don't know if that's true. I mean, you got to remember we're nationwide right now, so I don't know I if think that's laws true. Are different in different places. Yeah, but no, that, that's period. not true in no, every state. Yeah, d- drinking laws and uh, driving laws are uh, different in different uh, places. Is there, is there a law against getting in your car with a 12-pack of beer, going to pull over on the side of the damn road, I sitting mean, in I, your car in the median and getting shit canned? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're uh, in the driver's seat, I think there, there's different laws, different places. Well, get out of and the it, driver's seat and get in the back seat. But a lot of states have open container laws, so you can't have an open container in your car at all. Open container is a lot better than DWI or DUI and getting your license suspended. Pay me, Let me pay a $50 fine and $150 for getting my car towed. I guess. I mean, I fucking, I don't know. So you, what are you advocating here? Don't call the cops if you're drinking and freaking driving, you <laughs> well, dumbass. Well, no shit. Obviously, it is the hideout, Hefe dubs, the satchel patch uh, on the virus 202. So anyway, those are some kind of the fun. It goes back, and again, there's so many stories of this when we're in Tampa Bay. I mean, we got fucking, we had one guy that was upset because he felt like he lost money at a strip club, so he was calling the cops about that. Call four times. Call four times over that. Uh, one uh, one thing I used to do when I was, uh, I believe, a junior in high school, I worked overnight at the Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. And it would be like uh, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning after the bars closed, and uh, oh, people Jesus. would stop in for their uh, coffee, donuts, whatever they wanted to kind of get them home. And uh, they would come in, and me and my friends would be sitting there just talking, bullshitting with the guy. And uh, one of my friends would go, so, were you out drinking tonight? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, drinking a little? Oh, more than a little. 
and then that's all we needed to know. We would uh, he would run out there, write down the tag marks and everything on the on the car, and <laughs> the guy would pull out, start driving. We'd see which way to go. Call nine one one. Hey, you guys got a drunk driver heading this way. Here's his really? uh, make, model, <laughs> license plate number, everything. Now, part of it is all right. It was fun. Yeah, it's, it's it was fun. Like, you're doing we're it. We're just laughing about how we've ruined that guy's year. But yeah, you're a fucking dick, though. Like it's a really prick thing to do. I mean, it's a good, it's a good positive thing, yeah, I suppose. That never came into our head. We just wanted to fuck with the guy. Yeah, you just wanted to ruin some guy's entire weekend. Could you imagine? If that happened, like at all these late night eateries, honestly, like, like at every Taco Bell and Wendy's and all these places, a Waffle House. I'm gonna defend my man Dubs over here. You're saying he's fucking with a guy. He could have saved some lives. I I could have, but that never entered my mind. Well, yeah. <laughs> I am, but listen, sometimes, and I've talked about this on the show before. Sometimes these accidents were meant to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes a drunken driving accident, while you may think is the worst thing in the world. You never know what could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you'll hear a story about a family of three getting hit by a drunk driver. Well, what are the chances that maybe that the child that was in the back seat grows up to be a child rapist? You know? So, in a sense, this car accident saved, saved a whole bunch of children from getting raped. I actually had a, a good experience come out of a uh, drunk driving accident with me personally. Now, it's not... I didn't turn out to be a rapist, but I, I smashed the hell out of my car wrapped around a telephone pole drunk as pissed one night. And uh, I, I still have duct tape on my steering wheel where I had to cut the airbag out that night. And still, that's the car you're still driving? Yeah. I ra- that's why I saw Ghetto and beat up. I wrapped it around a telephone pole drunk. And How every, long ago? Four, maybe four years ago. But every time I did have written on there, don't drink and drive, written in permanent marker on my steering wheel. I didn't get a DWI. The cop happened to be my neighbor. He made me call my dad. I got to ask you in from my dad, which I could take. Yeah. And the officer, the officer sitting there, you know, you're fine. Take him home. My dad's back there. Take him to jail. The kid's not going to learn his lesson. <laughs> take him to jail. You know, I'm like, Dad, they're letting me go. Take him to jail. He's drunk. Look at his car. It's wrapped around a telephone pole. <laughs> take him to jail. It's like, what an ass. But anyway, you know, I used to drink and drive just absolutely shit-faced, you know. And now I, I'm more reserved about it. If I, I, I try not to the most... You know, absolutely trying my best not to. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I may here and there. But literally, it could have saved my life because I had absolutely no regard. I would just, you know, knock back 20 beers and go parading around town. We used to actually go road popping where we'd put a 30-pack of beer in the vehicle with us and ride around town and drink it, listening to the radio loud as hell. That was our Saturday night. Uh, Dubs, yours wasn't too far off from that, too, when you were in high school, right? I mean, you guys would do the same thing in Michigan. Kinda oh, back-roading? Off- right. Yeah, we'd, uh, we'd go back-roading all the time, go to the dirt roads. Well, so- back-roading's different than uh, road-popping. That's just riding, riding into the city, you know, riding around the interstate through town. Now, off-roading and maybe back-roading, that's, that's going through, you know... That's the pussy way of road popping. That's, no, that's that's actually the more fun way to do it, you know. Mm. But once you, you get because you're 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 going really fast on dirt roads. Yeah. So do they have that's, that's dangerous? Yeah. Did they have DUIs when you yeah. were in Arkansas? Absolutely. And you guys just didn't give a fuck. No, the cops were there drinking with us. The cops were at the party. These were your buddies. These now, are your yeah, pot smoking because, buddies. Because if you grew up in a small town, you would know, Hepe, uh, that you know the cops, every last one of them. Yeah, you, the guy was you, my neighbor. And me working at Dunkin' Donuts late, you know, give them free coffee, donuts, whatever they wanted. I had a free pass to do whatever I wanted. I right. would get pulled over all the time for stupid shit. they just go and buy me breakfast. Cops will come out there. I've known cops come out to serious, you know, one-vehicle one accidents. It's like, what the hell are you doing? 
get out of here. Go call your dad. That's what the officer told me. Mm-hmm. He said, go call your dad and come pick you up. Tell him to come pick you I up. I wonder if I missed out yeah. growing up in a small town. Because I, you know, I grew up in the big city. I grew up in Dallas. And so it was never, it was never, never any of that shit. Never would have imagined doing any of that shit. Yeah, Officer Stoney was great. He would let me do anything I wanted. I know there's a there's a girl, uh, there's a police officer in my old hometown, who uh, she's been run through about six, seven, eight, nine of my buddies. Just a complete cop whore, and uh, she's smoking pot with them. Uh, she's you know doing a little blow with them and stuff like this. To where the point now, she's dating a guy that spent six years in the state penitentiary in Arkansas. And it's like a four-time felon. Last time I was back, they were dating each other. And I was like, what What the hell is this? You know? But, that, I mean, that's, this is the police in your hometown. They're the guys you went to high school with. They were the ones you were drinking beer with. We had uh, we had a couple prick cops that rolled through our town, you know. But, you know, they didn't last long, though, because me and my buddies, we would intentionally get pulled over and get tickets from them over and over and over again. And then we, what? And then we would file uh, harassment lawsuits. <laughs> I almost <laughs> shut up. I swear to God. I I had a, a friend of mine called him Rick the Cop. I almost got into a serious fight with him because before I had no, my I, accident, I want I want to commend you on on such a uh, creative nickname. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Rick the Cop. Rick the Cop. <laughs> I left the bar, pissed drunk one night, and uh, I'm on the way home, just you know, parading around town on the highways, blue lights come up, and I start to really freak out. And here I come and get my a DWI. Pull over the side of the road. And Rick, the cop, says, what are you doing, idiot? I say, you jackass, you scared the shit out of me. I'm about to kick your ass. What are you doing? And it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. He was like, I saw you drive by. And he said, I knew that you and uh Because I went and talked to him earlier, told him we were going out to the bar. And he was like, I was just going to fuck with you a little bit. He's like, you dick. What are you doing? Wow, man. I fucking missed out on all of this stuff. Oh, man. We would, we would drive hammered. Home from, uh, from, which by the way we do not wrong. advocate. No, it's wrong. So wrong. But I mean, it, it, this is just the small town mentality where you just drive home hammered. You really wouldn't worry about it because you'd almost have a motorcade behind you of cops getting you home. Which it, I mean, it was a good way of growing up and learning. You know, uh, yeah, you can get busted really easy. Thank God I know these cops. How many have you ever gotten a DUI? No. Satchel Patch, how many have you had? Zero. What, how many do you think you should have had oh, if uh, these boys I mean, were not your cops? I should not have a, a driver's license. I mean, these cops license. were not your I boys. I should not have a driver's license, period. End of story. Uh, I wrapped my car around a telephone pole. That should have been one. And the other guy was just playing. He, maybe he wouldn't even pulled me over, but he recognized me. Uh, but honestly, I mean, there could have been, you can go a three-year period, a four-year period in my life where every night if I would have been pulled over, I could have got a DWI. Holy mm-hmm. shit. And you just imagine, just imagine that is going on constantly. Constantly. All right, let's take we, a break. We actually, before we go to break, uh, when we knew we knew the cop schedule uh, and who was on what nights, and if it was a cop that really didn't like us too much, we'd, we'd have a decoy. <laughs> we'd have one person drive around all fast and swerving and everything. And, like, so he'd get pulled Smoking over. Smoking the bandit. Yeah. So he'd get pulled <laughs> over. He'd get pulled over, and we would... Uh, we would uh, be able to skate free through the town because there's only one cop working the night beat. We had roadblocks we had to avoid. We'd send out, uh, like, a decoy, not a decoy, but a, a dummy. Mm-hmm. We'd find the, the sober dummy, like the one sober driver that's going to, you know, drive all 
80 yeah. people at this party. You head out this way. The guy's, you head the guy's high in ecstasy, yeah, but he s- can't detect it with the, with the <laughs> yeah, breathalyzer. You send them out three different directions. <laughs> one of them hits the roadblock, calls back to the party. This is where the roadblock is, and everybody scampers out the other way. Oh, you Our f- parties were in the woods surrounded by bonfires. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, crosses on fire. <laughs> we'll take a break, come back. It is the hideout. F.A. Dubs and the Satchel Patch on the Virus 202. You're in the hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J. Dubs. Now they're totally gay for each other. The hideout. XM 202, the virus. The hideout. Yeah. Why? You guys feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in the car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer, you beast. Negative. And the face fits kicking. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. Beat it. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. Back in the hideout, Hefe Dubs, the satchel patch. It is the Virus 202. Thank you to Ron Fez and ONA and everybody for allowing us to hang out. Our buddy Mel. Uh, yeah. Hello, Mr. Commerson. Um, WJFK.com is where you can kind of find out about us normally and what we normally do. Mm. But all that is linked through Hideout Radio. So if you want to go to Hideout Radio, um, it's got links to RonFez.net. They're uh, always good to us over there. And... Uh, Hideoutheretics.net. Uh, so anyway, that's where we're at right now. As uh, we're getting close to wrapping this thing up on a Saturday evening, wherever you might happen to be. All right, let's do some dumb jam poetry. Yeah, this is a thing where uh, actually the Satchel Patch brought it to the table for us, where we will um, kind of make a poem each week and do... Uh, well, explain why, Satchel Patch. I mean, oh, go ahead, Dubs. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, let's go. Uh, Satchel, how'd you come up with it? Well, me and my, a buddy of mine would exchange poetry. He started it when he would he would sleep with these rank, raunchy bitches, and, and we would make fun of him all the time. And, you know, the reason he did it was pretty much for the story, and we would laugh about it. And, you know, it, there got to a point where we just were beating a dead mule. And it was still funny, and we were trying to find out new ways to laugh at this. And it, and it came, and, and he started writing poetry about these raw bitches that he would get with and so then he would send them to me, and then I would try to make up a poem. And then we started going about this clowning, if you will, uh, through poetry. And the poetry was just awful. It was just a different way for us to uh, make fun of fat bitches and uh, clown what was going on in our day-to-day lives. And there is something, actually, I thought when the, when the Satchel said, hey, I want to be on this show, and I want to... You know, I want to be on a show for guys, and here's the idea that I got, poetry. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. But... It really does end up kind of being fun. Yeah. Like I, everyone, it, it's really an easy way to bring up some some good stories from the week. Yeah, not not it's that. And then you know, I've even had PDs tell me or listen to the show, and they're like, "I thought I'd hate it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I hate myself for loving it." But anyway, not to overbuild it, but it's the whole idea of why the fuck are you doing poetry on the radio, especially here. Um, it's fun. It's, it's it helps you writing. I'm I'm an awful writer, and that's one of my faults. And speaker. Yeah, well, that as well. But I, I was not able to put my words into writing, and this is actually taking something that happened, you know, trying to write about it and be a little creative. It's a little fun. Yeah. All right, so um, usually we'll give the title of what the poem is, and then we will, uh, you know, get the beat going, and then from there we move on to uh, to actually hear the poem. So, and then we'll discuss it. Uh, who would like to begin? Satchel Patch, it's your little baby of sorts, so why don't you start it off? All right, uh, no problem. The title of my poem is Surprise in a Sack. 
One muggy Florida afternoon, I was chilling to the beat on the 1900 block of Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. I was on my couch, and if I remember correctly, my brother was on the other. I felt the need to grump. Over the toilet, I must hover. So I grabbed a plastic bag and headed to the bathroom. When I shit, it stinks and sounds like boom. From ear to ear, my grin was wide, for in the bag I placed my prize. I could hardly contain my laughter. I jumped with joy. My bro was in the next room, and for him I had a surprise. Weasel, you'll never believe what I found. It's remarkable. Look here, see for yourself. The weasel proceeded to open the bag with delight. Little did he know, a big hairy turd would soon be in sight. He gasped, gagged, and cursed with anger, turned to me and gave me the finger. The bag of shit took flight across the room. It flew, it flew towards me where I stood at the door. The bag landed with a splat at my feet. I kicked the bag out into the bushes where it stayed for at least a week. We laughed, gagged, and jumped with glee. Poor Kelly Thomas drove into a tree. Who's the person at the end? I was trying to find something that rhymed with glee. It's some bitch I used to go to high school with that died in a car accident. Oh, man, come on. Uh, it, it is the <laughs> All right, so what happened, though? You, you I was just, just sitting around the house. We were bored, you know, playing Nintendo, me and my brother. Uh, he got one of the new PlayStation 3s, you know, and, and pretty fun. So we're sitting there. We've been playing for quite some time, and I needed to take a dump. And I figured, you know, what better way to pull a prank than... I just went double bagged, got a couple of the, the plastic grocery bags, put it around the toilet, shit in the bag, and then pulled the bag away, you know, set it aside, wiped my ass, flushed all that nonsense, then come in there with the bag, and the way it hung, it, it, it made it difficult to open the bag, so I go over to my brother, I was like, man, check this out, this is cool, man, here, I handed it to him. <laughs> and so he's like, huh, you know, with this confused look on his face, like, what do we got here? What's in the bag? And the way it hangs, you can't just pull it open and see. You have to almost grab it from the bottom and push it up. So he can't see or smell it. And right as about he grabs it from the bottom and starts to push it out, when it came into sight, the smell hit him right about the same time he was able to see it. And then he's like, ah! You know, he gives out a holler and he gets pissed and starts cursing at me. Then he grabbed the bag. And I was over standing by the door, just rubbing my hands together, stomping my feet, just ready, ready for him to glance at this big hairy turd. And he threw it at me. And he missed me, thank goodness. I kicked it out the door and, and threw it out in the bushes. Oh, Jesus, man. The shit that you guys do, literally. How how long ago was this? Ah, uh, two weeks ago? Maybe a week <laughs> Shut ago? Shut up. Really? Yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> uh, was this before or after he found out that he was after? Uh, See, I'm trying to do things <laughs> to lighten the mood. That he has a, a, a kid. Yeah, he's, he's, he's 21 years old and got a kid on the way now with his 19-year-old girlfriend. But, <laughs> you know, when I, I'm trying to hang out with him and, you know, be there for him. Kind of have set like a, a last hurrah. Well, yeah, but it's it's the, the, the mood is just so down, you know, as she's pregnant. What am I going to do? And, you know, you need to pick me up, something to laugh about, because right now it's kind of hard to laugh at things. And I thought, what... What better way to get a good laugh than shit in a bag and give it to him as a present? All right, well, there you go. That's fucking hilarious. You guys are... Now, do you have any old poems? Like, I know you and your buddies, like, to kind of... I know we already did it, but, mm -hmm. like, some poems that you and your boys... Would uh, pass around to each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do, um, let's do mine next. Then we'll uh, do one of those, or maybe even do Dubs's. All right, let's go ahead and do mine. Mine is entitled... <clears throat> Hold on a second. Oh, by the way, I'm playing two different voices. Okay. All right. Uh, mine is entitled, Insert Here. <laughs> hey, bro, what's going on? Not much. 
I now know what it's like to insert a tampon. Huh? You have to explain. I went to the doctor this week, and she put in a finger in my ass to try to diagnose the pain. Oh, yeah. I've had that done. I remember you telling me that. Why didn't you mention it's so much fun? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Are you in a drugged-up, delirious state? Dude, don't tell anyone. But I almost came on that shitty paper <laughs> which she brushed up against my prostate. Can I take a guess on who the one voice is? Sure. Shafee. Yeah, Shafee <laughs> from the Giant Brian Show on Project 961 in Atlanta. Uh, he was supposed to join us, but um, he is busy right now uh, having someone milk his prostate. Oh, So, so he, uh, well, he calls me. I don't know if he wants, I don't think he cares, whatever. Fucking, whatever. Mm -hmm. Listen to his show, uh, Project961.com. He calls me and says, dude, I might have nut cancer. I'm like, oh. What? He's like, I'll call you later. And that's it. Like, I love how he, he 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 does like news teases almost, where he'll he'll sell. All right, I may I'll tell you about it later. Stick around. Make sure you answer your phone next time. Right, exactly. So then I'm calling the motherfucker constantly because I like I want to know whether to laugh or not. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> you know what exactly I need to do? So get him like some of those trucksticles, you know, for yes. his truck <laughs> with one missing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, finally I fucking get a hold of him, and he's like, Yeah, man. uh... He's like, I'm a man now. What do you mean? I got fingered. So it makes you a bitch. <laughs> oh, well, I, I think everybody's been fingered, right? Yeah, right? Well, yeah, you know, and I guess, I mean, he's fine. He, sadly, he doesn't have the nut cancer. But he said it was a chick who, you know, had... Yeah, had to put that finger there. And so she put it in, and he's like, you know, we were talking about the sensation because I know a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. I was bleeding from my ass for about a year and a half. Ooh. Or more. Yeah, or possibly even more. Really? Turns out it was just stress-related, but uh, and it went away. But, man, I had fingers in my ass. I had these fucking, this huge, like, almost the size Black of cock. a microphone. Why not just put a tampon in there? Uh, Bitches, do it. <clears throat> so, anyway, <laughs> uh, so I, we're, like, kind of comparing war stories, and he was like, dude. He's like, so I'm sitting there, <laughs> pantsless. This chick's got her finger up my ass. I'm not hard, you know. I'm just laying there on the shitty white doctor paper yeah. that's protecting the thing. And he goes, she brushed up against my prostate and I almost fucking came. He's like, there's a whole new world out there I had no fucking idea about. And I'm like, yes, now you do. It's so hard to enjoy. When I had it, it was so un When they slap four fingers worth of a salve right on the old hole. Mm -hmm. You know, just get four fingers deep and slap it on there and she says... Relax. And I say, woman, I am trying to relax. You're about to stick your finger in my ass. I'm, I'm a little nervous here. A little here. tense, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Now, I didn't like it. I, I think I would like it better if a doctor did it than a girlfriend, because girlfriends have those long nails and everything. Oh, and yeah, but, I, I've had that before where a girlfriend slipped a finger in. Usually you're, you're really? you, you, yeah. get, you get scratched up. Well, usually your dick's in their mouth, so it, you know, it kind of, yeah. you know, it's not so bad. Who did that to you? My ex. Really? Like, right when we first started dating. <laughs> no. Yeah, she slipped a few fingers in. A few. <laughs> <laughs> Milk the old gland. Yeah. Do you like it? And no, because, uh, you know what, I, that's why I said I think I'd like it more if a doctor did, because her, her nails, you could really kind of feel them. Not so much in. You know, I don't I don't need, don't go knuckle deep. Yeah, she went about knuckle deep. Oh, that's bad. Maybe, maybe One knuckle or big knuckle? Your big knuckle? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, like like probably right past no, this month. Just a little touch, like touch like it. this. 
Like right here. Whoa! Oh, that's a good dude. Two inches. Two inches. Dude! What the hell? That's, but those, a, that's but like those, a small penis. Yeah. But those uh, My penis. Those, those nails, they they start scratching on the inside and yeah. uh, it, it, it's painful. Yeah. I'm more of the, uh, just touch it. Yeah. I don't uh, need an insert. Alrighty then. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, Dubs, you got yours? Yeah. All right, here we go. And this then we'll one. wrap up with one of Satchel Patches because that's why we kind of do it. And, uh, Mine, we're hoping to have Dr. Steve on later uh, to talk about this, maybe in the next break. Okay. This one's called Once Bitten, Twice Shy. I have a dog, and so does my roomie. They don't get along, and they try to fight through me. I've been bro- I've broken up their fights many times over. Not a scratch in my body. I guess my luck's over. I walk into the house, and the dog... And the dog was ready. Fur was flying. And the the fighting each other, the pace was steady. I tried to stop it. I started screaming like a kick in my bag. I start bleeding like a young girl, first time on the rag. So you get your, uh, your pinky bitten. My pinky and my ankle. Uh, breaking up a cat fight. A dog fight. And squirrel. Something happened to my my finger was turned into minced dog food. Mm-hmm. And so was my upper ankle. No shit. Yeah, I got some stitches in both of them right now. Uh, how long did you uh, did it take you go to the ER and everything? Well, I went uh once and like the wait was like four or five hours long and I had to get to work and everything. So I'm like, fuck this, I gotta go. So I go over to the walk-in clinic. They they check it out over there, and uh, they say, "Hey, you gotta get back over the ER. We can't do anything about it here. It's way too deep, way too messy." So Just like, like your ass. Yeah, so uh, I'm like, "Fuck!" I went. Uh, I, I I just went up and to work and uh, tried to suck it up through there. I left a little bit early from work, and uh, went to another emergency room, and they. Uh, they they gave me some antibiotics and they stitched me up, but they couldn't stitch me up all the way because it is an animal bite, and if it gets infected, they want it to be able to ooze out. So I'm still bleeding quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Ooze out in case it gets infected. Yeah, they don't want all the infection to be stuck in there. Yeah, I did not realize that. Yeah. That's pretty nasty. So the the wound is still open. Yeah. As, when I was looked at it after the day it happened, mm-hmm. it was pretty big. You maybe could stick your pinky yeah. in it. It was disgusting. Yeah. And and just they, they, they only, they only uh, covered up the big one. There's like three smaller ones out on my well, ankle too. Duct tape. I can make little butterfly band aids with duct tape. So what happened to this dog? You put it down or not? No, I had to fill out an animal attack report. Nice. But I kill that bitch. But I uh, I completely played ignorant on if I knew the dog or not. Fuck you, man. That's a dangerous dog it's that someone else dog. could get attacked by. It's not a, a dangerous kid. dog. What, yeah. if a, what if a kid? Uh, or even on uh, the protection of your own dog. A little kid's walking his little chihuahua. And this crazy mutt goes up and starts attacking it's the chihuahua. It's a good dog. And the three-year-old or the five-year-old steps in and protects this dog and just gets mauled. You're a fucking prick, man. Why? I and mean, that's just the God's honest truth. You just should have kicked this dog's ass for biting you. You didn't Taught do- it a lesson. You didn't do anything. That's what's amazing about didn't it. Didn't stand up for yourself. No, not I at do. all. I or your ankle up. or your pinky. Your pinky was turned into Alpo and your ankle was turned into Old Roy and you did nothing about it. I wouldn't even f- feed a dog I hated, Old Roy. Old Roy's good stuff. My no, dog not. lived off that. Hey, you, you pansy. Uh, uh, only tender vittles for yes. my animal. I get canned tender vittles. I do. My dog's my what baby. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> All right, give us one of your um, 
One of your uh, this was, I think this was the, the previous original, this, this may be an original uh, from my buddy Killer Kyle. That started this whole yeah. idea of... Yeah, it was me and him. This may be one of the, the initial... Oh, uh, by points. the way, real quick. Um, there's going to be pictures. There is pictures already up on uh, yardstickofdeath.com of my, my wounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All is right. that your ex? No. Oh, okay. This is titled, Oh, What's Her Face? <laughs> there was a dame. Oh, What's Her Face? I met her in rehab. What other place? She had a nice ass with titties on top. Could screw like a racehorse all night nonstop. When one night during a sexcapade, something crazy happened. A story was made. She said I could do anything that tickled my fancy. In my head, thoughts were romancing. The degrading things I could do to this bitch. Should I lean over so butthole she could lick? But why not try something classic? Something that works every time. Something clowning and wild like a good punchline. I said, well, I must go for the pooper. As we went at it in bed, Roto what? Roto Rooter. Then came the point to turn around and bend over. I started to slide in with my hand on her shoulder. All was well and as I began to hump. But the sound that came next, you never would have thunk. The bitch passed gas. She farted. <laughs> blew wind. All over for a spicet. For a moment I cringed. For I should have known. Don't go to that place where the sun don't shine for old what's-her-face. I love it. Now, uh, I have a good anal story. Okay. Um, my uh, ex only let me do anal once. Yeah. And the reason is because I t- finally talked her into it. It took me a few weeks to talk her into it. And she had enough uh, uh, red wine in her where she didn't care. So it was just an average Tuesday. Yeah. So she was on all fours on the bed. I just line up like, you know, like a uh, cock. And then the assholes, the nice uh, t- uh, bullseye right there. Good I'm about, I'm about four or five inches away, and I just go, wham! Oh. Again. And she buckled and hit hit the bed on her stomach and starts crying. I'm surprised you didn't bend her back. And I was... Yeah, man, that's what I always think is that he could have snapped it, man. You could have snapped your junk. And I was laughing like a maniac while she's just laying there curled in the fetal position crying. Thick. <laughs> Look at you. The happiness that's on your face over there. Oh, it was funny. All right. Let's let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll wrap this thing up. It is the hideout. Half eight dubs, the satchel patch, hideoutradio.com for more info on the virus two oh two. You are in the hideout. Hideout. Prostitutes, pimps, gamblers. XM202, the virus. The hideout with El Jefe and J. Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Wrapping it up here on a Saturday. Thank you so much for uh, joining us right here in the hideout. I am Al Hefe. That is Dub the Satchel Patch here with you coming down toward the end. 
we'll say all our thank yous yeah. later on, but it's just great to be able to be here and do this show uh, in the form in which the hideout was genuinely meant to be. Where you can swear, where you, and it's not even about the swearing, where you can just talk about what you want to talk about without having to go, ooh, is this okay? Is this okay to talk about on the radio? You can just say, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, doo-doo and a cunt. You can say <laughs> anything you want, and it's all cool. No one, no one's gonna call and complain that you said doo doo and a cunt. It's funny because it's all about the idea that yeah. y- you have to be ashamed and afraid of your own body, you know. And it, and it it starts with your body's evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in turn, it, you might do evil things because you see uh, a body, etc. I saw this. Uh, this is great, and this is right in your fucking wheelhouse. And I all guarantee right. satchel patches too. A guy. Ended up, and I don't know if he got convicted or what exactly it was, but he would put pubes in the steak uh, of a woman that he hated. Just like uh, the movie Waiting, almost. Yeah, it it very much was Waiting. Waiting was tame, (laughs) in my experience. Really? Yeah, absolutely. What are some things you guys Uh, do? My favorite thing... I actually I got caught hawking a loogie and some honey mustard one time. Oh, God. uh, To where the point... it was one of my best friends. He, you know, he, he, I worked at the restaurant with him, and this guy comes in, and he says, "Oh man, last time I was here, you know, I had awful service. This jackass over here, I couldn't stand him. I had to call the manager, and he just starts cursing me, you know, cursing this guy. And I was like, who was it, you know? And he pointed my my buddy out at the restaurant and said he <laughs> called corporate and all kinds of stuff. And he didn't know we're from the same hometown, and he didn't know we were best friends. And I was like, you know, I got something for you. Went back there, ordered some chicken tenders, chicken nuggets, or something like that. Yeah. So. I, <laughs> Got up right on that honey mustard, dripped it in there. The bad thing about it is it was separated. I had to get a straw to stir it. Oh, yeah, you to, need to, to you need to get that all whipped up. So he goes to dip his chicken nugget or tender, whatever the hell that thing was. He dipped it in there, and he said, when I came back to the table, he was talking to the manager. He said he picked it out out of the honey mustard to put it in his mouth. It was still strong, the honey mustard oh. was connected from that to there. But, uh, you know, that was the one time I got caught, although he didn't think I did it. He all, he thought my best friend did it. He was like, I know it wasn't him. He's been good. It's this other guy over here I didn't like. But uh, Did I, you let him take the fall for it? No. You know, the manager, she sued it over. He said he was going to go have that the hucker or the honey mustard. He got it to go container. Said he was going to ha- go have it DNA tested. Oh sure. So then I started sweating it, like I'm going to give a damn about losing my job, you know, waiting tables or something like that. But I did start sweating it, but it, you know, nothing happened. Yeah, no and, one's going to take their little honey mustard thing no. in and pay all that money to get you know the the uh, contents tested. But I've, I've farted t- on this, food <laughs> 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 on steaks. They come send it back. I just put it right there on the line. Put your butt right on top of it. <laughs> you bust right on it. A nice sense aroma. This guy with the cook was tenderizer. He was pissed off because uh, he felt like you know the people were always bitching so that they could get some free shit. Yeah, you know. So he had enough. He just cut open the steak, pulled out some pubes, and just popped them right there in the middle of the steak. Dumbass gets figured out though, and he's getting sued. Not only did he have to plead guilty to like playing it. Placing a foreign object in food, yeah. But now they're also suing them for like emotional distress and all that shit. Yeah, the, the, these customers, they a lot of them do. They ask for it. The, uh, yeah, uh, most of them. Whenever they they get it, it's because they deserve it. Yeah, they don't realize what they're saying, but the whole time they're complaining. They're actually saying, like in server speak and translated, "Will you please shit on my food? Will you please pick your nose and hide it in my mashed potatoes? I would like a taint burger, please. <laughs> yes. That's some of the stuff they're throwing down at you. And, you know, I don't blame anybody. That's why I've never, 
I don't care if my food's completely fucked up. <laughs> no. I never complain. No. Well, it's funny, too, because I, I, I'm with you. Well, I'm more with that because my mom was just an embarrassment as a kid growing mm-hmm. up. She would complain like we were at a fast food restaurant. She'd bitch if something was wrong. And not only would she bitch, but then she'd demand something extra free. Of course. She's one of those. One time, a server had really, it was really, it was shitty service. So my mom leaves a penny for the woman, and the woman tracks down my mom in the uh, parking lot, and almost they almost throw down over it. And so I have yeah, never... Yeah, because a penny, uh, if you don't tip someone, that's one thing. A penny is an automatic, you know, hey, fuck you, you know, you're terrible, and uh, I have no respect for you. That's just a slap in the face when you leave a penny. Now, if I ever did complain, I would never complain to the person that served me or, you know, to the, the actual locally... Uh, owned or uh, area restaurant, I would always call like a, a corporate if I was ever going to do that. I can't believe I let this slip my mind. The one thing that I did, the greatest thing that I've ever done that I ever pulled off that I'm still satisfied to this day, is we are talking about butter earlier, duck butter and, and ball butter. I went and got about three fingers thick full of it and stirred it in a drink and rubbed it all over food. You wouldn't guess. One day I'm sitting there hanging out in the restaurant doing my thing, waiting on tables, and lo and behold, the prosecuting attorney mm. from my child handing out pornography case, uh, you know, I was out there yeah. doing the gay porn, handing that out, the prosecuting attorney walked in the restaurant and sat down at the table, and I thought, oh, boy, <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to, you know, I've been hey, wanting to have man. words with you for quite some time. And uh, so this broad sat there. I didn't even acknowledge her. I didn't say hi. She never saw I was there. I, you know, kept an eye on what she ordered, looked at the server, you know, analyzed the whole situation. That table number come up. That food was in the window. I went to scrubbing uh, hard on some balls, and she got a, a heavy dose. Oh, no. Nah, uh, <laughs> You're of the, an idiot. I was, uh, I was a manager of a franchise restaurant, and the best thing that we got to do there was we got faxes of all the area complaints to corporate. So they have people at corporate sitting there typing down the uh, the complaint verbatim. So you get to see exactly what some of these these dumb fucks did at the other the other places and got in trouble. Like uh, one person uh, the he, the person called complained wanted the corporate number, so they gave him a gay porn line. <laughs> and so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this this Mother had it on speakerphone, she said. I doubt that. I think she's just trying to play more uh, a victim. But had it on speakerphone in front of her kid, and the the uh, thing was for, like, men with juicy cocks or something like that. And uh, Can I get that number? It's my cell. Mm. So just, uh, just dial it up anytime you want. Ah. It's funny, too, because the whole thing is about, like, the overvaluing of how correct... Ev- no one's ever wrong anymore. You know what I mean? The listener's always right. Ugh. The uh, you know the, the customer's uh, the, not always right. The listener's not always right, and the uh, program director's not always right. That makes me sick. That, that stuff. The customer's always right. It's it's not. You know, I work here. I'm here every day. I know how this goes. I know how this works. Don't come in here telling me you know the way it works just because. You, you know, you come in here one day, wait, yeah, that or you know whatever. This isn't the way blah 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 did it. This isn't the way they do it over at the uh, restaurant I go to. In Grass Lake, Iowa. Right. Well, this Fuck is, you. This is how we teabag things here. You know, yeah, let me we, go back and uh, have it your way, teabag style. But it's even too like you know, like the ch- like you cater, you cater to the whiners and the bitchers. You oh know yeah, what I mean? even it, if it's, it's special your kids. interest groups. Yeah, even if yeah, your special interest groups or your kids or whatever. It's always the idea, man, of 
the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it. We always don't want to hurt is. anybody's feelings. We don't want anybody to feel left out. And, and for crying out loud, if they, if for some reason they did, let's apologize and make everything right. Fuck off. I agree, but why don't we have more of that? Like, why is is it because is it because of the fact that a you know, it's all about well business, and we don't want people to you know to to, to go away from our business. What is it? And I think the little guy fucks himself over a lot too. Um, as far as like the restaurant I worked at and everything, and uh, there's so many dumb fucks who work at a restaurant or something like that that ruin it for the people who you know are are pretty normal. No, um, it, no, it, because because the uh, the. Uh, uh, Corporate and all the management see how many dumb fucks that work there and automatically think, yeah, it was, no, it was probably the our no, worker because he is half retarded. No, that's right. It's their fault for not having drug tests. If you have a drug testing policy, it keeps all this riffraff out. It and doesn't. Loses. It doesn't keep Down syndrome uh, people it, it, out. You're right. But and those people, people drill there, more and uh, and uh, end up uh, fucking up more stuff than the, the guys. High. The people that work at these places work there because they are. It's a job where they can go to work and get paid cash, and they can get as high as they want to when they get off work. They can get high. So and come is this into job. Work. And still make money, all right. But you know, you got a point. You got me there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, really. I mean, maybe it, you the can customer be a... is right because you're you got a bunch of idiots working. I, and the drug testing thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's why they C- work there. No CEOs, they don't get drug tested. You think uh, fucking Mel Carmen has to walk in and piss in the cup? If no. you go into any restaurant, ninety percent of the people working I'm just there saying, are, are dope. Just because they have drug testing or don't have drug testing doesn't mean it's any any. Uh, it's an echelon of uh, type of well, work. Yes, it is. I, I, if you go to a job where they piss test and you look at the employees there compared no. to a restaurant where they don't piss test, there is a vast difference. You go to restaurants, you get people who work there so they can still get high and not have to worry about it and get cash. i got to side with the Satchapatch over there, too, man, because usually if you're working in an environment where people are getting tested, they're, the likelihood of them being a fuck-up is a lot smaller then if it look at radio, man, look at all the people you and I have worked with in our radio careers. There's a reason Brilliant they don't. People. The reason they don't <laughs> drug test yet, Dave Diamond. There, you know, there are people. There's a reason they don't drug test as it relates to radio. And the stations that do are lame. You know what I mean? So I think there's part of that, but it's straight laced. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if they drug tested in radio? Oh, I wish they would. Then all these positions would be wide open. Yeah, and you wouldn't have a job. Hmm. It is the hideout. F.A. Dubs, the Satrapatch here on XM 202 if you want more information I think they on stopped uh, testing for angel dust in like 84, so I'm safe. Hideoutradio.com is the website if you want to go there as we come down toward the end of this. I, I know i got some sad news for you, Dubs, and that's that uh, Playgirl will no longer be putting out their print issue. Does it shock you that that... Still, there are magazines of pornography? No, because there are times you go camping. There are times that you are someplace that doesn't have Wi-Fi. You can be... A car, uh, your car, for instance. Yeah, you can be in your car. You can be uh, Dude, on the if plane. You've got, if you've got a PSP, if you've got a mm, good point. BlackBerry, I mean, if you have just a regular think, old cell phone I don't think now. race has anything to do with it. And, uh, you know, type of phone. Oh, it's a type of PDA. I thought, I, 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 thought it, I thought it was kind of nuts. So I, I, you know, it's it, there are times you need, you know, just regular uh, paper. It's, no. it's point. Yeah, I, I go with it. I like the paper. I like the paper aspect, and I think the the something digital, you can hold on to. The digital porn has gotten out of control. I can remember it. somebody bringing their phone up to me saying, "Look at this naked chick on my phone." 
I'm like, dude, do you have yeah, to have porn on your phone? Well, and it's like jerking off to midgets if you're yeah. looking at it on your on your small uh, since uh, when do you have a problem with that? So, I, I don't. Sometimes I do that on purpose. Give me some eighteen and a half by eleven, some a good decent sized paper, that uh, a nice blown up. Video. I like fourteen and a half. Uh, that's age though. Oh, it was eleven by eight and a half. <laughs> but here's the issue though, as it really relates to it, I have to absolutely have some audio. In some movement, I can't sit there and look at a fucking drawing and think, "Okay, I'm gonna jerk off to this," or, you look at, at, well, or look at a painting and say, "I'm gonna get myself off to this." Well, who does that to paintings? What do you? Uh, it's the same thing as if you had a, a magazine. Oh, no, come it's on, a come on. Like when you were younger, you didn't jerk off to National Geographic or Fredericks of Hollywood. I mean, I again, can... that's when I'm younger, though. I've advanced. I've grown to or uh, Genesis. Use, use my other <laughs> senses. You know what I mean? I've come to use, you know, audio board and, and more than the just actual looking at a still frame. I, sometimes the stories are even hotter than, like, audio and stuff. If you, if you can get a good erotic story to read through. No. I've never been able to yank the text. Well, because you can't read. So I think that's more of the issue. <laughs> yeah, they don't of, focus on that in Arkansas. All the all the words are all backwards. <laughs> uh, you just, seriously, I look at that and I'm like, man, I can't believe that still even now there are newsstands. You know, that have just porn sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck? What a waste. That's when I get upset. That's when I'm like, we should be saving the environment. Actually, that's when I want to buy it. I don't, I mean, when pop up, when I get pop up ads or anything like that on my laptop, computer, whatever, I just X out of it or stuff like yeah. that. But if I'm in the, in the, uh, 7 Eleven getting a 12 pack of beer and maybe a pack of smokes or something like that, and yeah, I see the, some good stroke I see the magazine back there in the plastic, and I'm thinking, all right, man, there's a reason it's in the plastic. That may be good, uh, be good for a little yank fest. See, I don't know though. I, I I just I can't get over the fact if I'm just sitting there just staring at something and nothing's going on. It's like staring there at a wall. There is something going on. It's it, like it, staring at a wall. No, you flip the page. There's something new going on. There there is about 120 pages of fresh new websites. Every page is a new website for you to jerk to. Yep. It's like uh, the old original movies. You know, like the 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 flip book type. Yeah. Deal. You just run through the pages real quick and it's in motion. <laughs> you remember ever doing that? Like you were just talking about when you were a kid. You know what I mean? You're sitting there and you're just looking at it and you're just kind of staring. You're trying to then you kind of turn it a little bit. Yeah, you, you want to get a better you, angle. You want to see if you can see her uterus through like by tipping it a certain way. I remember one Fucking time. Fucking idiots. Oh yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember one time as a kid, like no shit. I'm there and I'm watching. You know, it was just like regular television. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, the girl was topless, but the shot was from the neck up. Mm-hmm. I actually went up to the TV and looked down oh, I to do that see many if that times. maybe I could see a little nipple. And I would press my dick up against the TV all the time. Glad you said that because I wasn't going to admit to that, but I've also done that yeah, too. Yeah, and then you walk away because mom never cleaned the front of the TV and you got a dusty dick. So true. You never did that such Absolutely bed? not. Oh, so now we're the freaks. Yeah, now man. Now we're the weirdos. You were putting your penis on the TV, getting all that static. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah I did man. get a little you, static shock every once in a while. Little PIP. You remember? You imagine like all the fucking places you put your dick, penis, and pictures. Just imagining and hoping somehow that they would come to life. You know, you you press it up against the uh, the magazine, or you press it up against the TV, just thinking, man, if only this was like real science, uh, weird science. Weird press science. Press it up against yeah. the, the dead body. Please come to life. Please come to life. <laughs> uh, it is the hideout. Hefe Dubs the Satrapatch right here. On XM202, again, hideout radio if you want to go and learn more. Did you boys have fun? Yeah, it's a blast. It was a good time. It really was a good I time. I mean, XM's really the way, or Sirius XM. 
is really the way to do radio now. I got to burst my uh, XM uh, virgin bubble, I guess, as is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, because you had your thumb in your asshole show. It's been uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, the two of you have just been fantastic. Uh, all right, so if people want to learn more about us, Dubs, they can go to Hideout Radio. Like HideoutRadio.com. Uh, that can you know really send you around to all the websites. Uh, HideoutHeretics.net is a fan board. Um, ask- you can get the podcast at WJFK.com. Let me ask you this really quickly. Sure. We're coming down and we're wrapping this thing up. Do you enjoy stuff more when it when it's cursing? Like yeah. person, nudity, yeah. graphic violence. Yeah, that's why HBO, Showtime, those are the better channels because you can watch stuff that people actually talk like human beings and adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they, it, it isn't based around swearing, it's more natural. Right. You know, in real life. Because it is true, like, the best shit is on cable. Yeah. Dexter, um, Weeds, Entourage. Even if you want to go back all the way, like the Sopranos, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like all the Curb Your Enthusiasm, like the really good shows are all, you know, on that outlet in which you can do more than just terrestrial. Because you notice that, man. You notice that as it relates to the top television shows, and it's all oh, stupid-ass fucking game shows. And the good, real, new content is on that platform that allows you... To be able to get out there, you know, and say some shit and do some shit. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. What I mean, about you, Satchel Patch? I mean, I know that we never really had this conversation with you. Do you even know what HBO and Showtime are? Uh, do you have cable? No, unfortunately I do not. I get uh, whatever I get with whatever I can pick up with my co-hanger in the back of the TV. I, I'm good with that. What but... the hell's wrong with your eyes? <laughs> Don't worry about that. I have the pink eye, man. I've had pink eye for like four days. What the are you fuck? kidding are you me? Ser- Why are you here at the station? It's the okay, station? man. It's okay. It's just a little pink eye. I never hurt anybody. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get for being a toilet for your Cuban bitch. And letting <laughs> her just drop a load in your eye. That's the way they do it. Yeah. <laughs> really? So you do, is that what you do? You stick in your... your uh, your nose, your face in her ass? Yeah, I'm not above it. I'd rather be below it. In the eye of the storm? The brown eye of the storm. Yeah. I know that Cuban girl. Man, what is this? Up Damn, they, 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 all right, here's two rules about uh, Spanish, uh, just being in the Spanish culture. Don't drink the water and don't eat the asshole. Those are two things you don't do. Oh, look, I see a little chicken and rice in there. Oh, yeah, I see a little byproduct. Just disgusting. You really got the pink eye? Oh, uh, yeah. It'll be all right, though. I guess. You got glasses to protect it. I guess. Oh, yeah. That, absolutely. It's a condom. Pink guy. Fucking idiot. All right, you guys. Uh, again, I want to th- let's do our thank yous here. I want to thank, first of all, Ron and Fez. Ron Bennington is my hero. And I mean, when you call him a mentor and potentially the godfather to my baby. Ron and Fez, noon to three. Ron and Fez, noon to three. ONA for, of course, having this channel and helping to come over and uh, trail. Blaze the trail, as it were, to satellite radio. Thank mm-hmm. you to ONA and everyone else uh, that allows us on here. Wiki for giving the go-ahead. Earl. Earl for putting it all together for us and making sure we're on the air and strong. Yeah. Uh, E-Rock for being a friend. Yeah, just being a decent guy. I mean, sure, he catches a lot of stuff for being fat, but, you know. It's true. It's a part of being fat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you to everybody else. Again, if you want to go download podcasts, check it all out. Hideoutradio.com is where you can go and click kind of all the shit we do. So until next time, America, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000.